It's the Cleveland Moto Podcast. Oh, perfect Week. timing, Nick. Good job. <laughs> it was in there. You were right on the you money. Tried. I tried. You were you were on target. Good it was lad. just it wasn't a good out. Like whoever that sibling. That's a juicy one. That's sibling revelry. Bur- bur- just doesn't put a lot of explosion in their box. They over die cut the can. Oh yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. See that sibling revelry. Sibling revelry. Oh, right here. Sibling rivalry. Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's it. So to my immediate left is now wait. For podcast listeners at home, don't even try to keep track because we have nine motherfuckers in the podcast tonight. So this is a big, big podcast. Oh. To my left, Chris Minnesota. There you go. Done. Done. Any more questions, Uncle Phil? All right. Good job. That was a, that's a nice bunch of sabotage, you fucks. All right. Great. Okay, you can do it again. Oh, fuck that. All right. To my left is Oscar, Steve Offert, Nick, Johnny Mac. Eric, Pete, Sleepy Cinch, Nick. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, Chris. <laughs> yeah, and me, your slightly inebriated host, is going to... Inebriated. Inebriated guest through this thing. Uh, Loosely so, speaking. Wait, Chris have you, have you not been inebriated that. from yesterday being at Porco's till whatever time? Or and I'm coming back on three days of San Diego. Oh, yeah. So you you, you think we might have hit some tiki bars and shit while we were out there, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Mm, could be. Could be. <laughs> anyway. But they're um, coming home if, to... For all of you uh, San Diego people, there's a bar called the Red Fox. And the Red Fox is not named for... Red I'm Fox. coming, Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's in the Lafayette. And the Lafayette's a historic hotel that was, you know, a, a Hollywood hotel... In the 40s, and Johnny Weissmuller designed the pool, Tarzan oh, nice. himself. Nice. So that was pretty cool. And uh, but the Red Fox room is like, it? yeah, yeah, swing right in. Yeah, so, uh, it's a really cool spot. So if is you're that looking, where they filmed American Horror Story. Yeah, dude, I, I don't know what's, what's American. Okay, but the Red Fox is a piano bar. It's an old timey sunken piano bar. So the person playing piano is down at a little bit of a lower level than hmm. you would be as a guest. And uh, you, they'll have uh, musical combos play several times throughout the week. Mm-hmm. The room is fucking amazing. It is like where dark mahogany went to die. And <laughs> you couldn't build a room like this today because mm-hmm. people would just be like, where are you going with this? Is this German? Is this Norwegian? What the fuck design is it? I don't know. But I guess they're tearing it down or perhaps... Moving it across the street is what some of our local friends said. Oh, really? So for yeah, the Baileys yeah. and for Robot and Pancho and Amimi, uh, they all showed up to celebrate our being in San Diego, mm. and then we proceeded to drink and eat all the steaks and drank all of the gins, and we really laid a solid hurt on ourselves. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And Willie from San Jose uh, BMW went with us, so we always try to bring one new person out. To introduce them to the world, <laughs> just to fuck them up. Yeah, <laughs> initiation. Oh boy, yep. see you at the ride tomorrow, buddy. Shit was broken. Man. Let me tell you. Good luck on that bike tomorrow. Speaking of new people, this is my buddy Eric. Yes, he's a new new to the podcast. A uh, friend of mine. Uh, our children are friends. They go to the same school and everything yeah. like that. We've done some camping trips together. Really good guy. He's got some motorcycle experience. He's been through a couple bikes. What were your couple? Uh, you had the. Can of tuna, Suzuki. He had a okay. can of tuna yep. and a VFR. Eight was an eight hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can of tuna. You, that was in the New York Albany area, and yes. then the VFR got stolen. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Shit. Oh man. Traveling nurse for a while. Yeah. And he, he stole his your bike. Current uh, work is intensive care. That's right. 
You're an intensive care nurse? Yes. Fantastic, yes. man. Good for you. He works from home. <laughs> 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 Not currently. They just bring the work to him. Yeah. yeah. This so is have you ever thought about going to mid-Ohio? Because this is the one thing we've been lacking. We don't have a medical <laughs> profession. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. We have an ambulance. <laughs> right. Yeah, we have an ambulance. I have a great first aid kit. <laughs> All right. And he's a raging alcoholic, so. So there we go. Don't put that out there. How do you feel about rubber dicks? <laughs> so, I have got a customer, a customer, I mean, a podcast listener. Um, our podcast listener, Brian. Oh, boy. Brian. Hey, Brian. Uh, our Brian uh, says, my grandpa is looking to sell his Honda Silverwing. He has put tons of work into this machine and would like it to go to someone that will take care of it as he has. Said he may try to give it to a museum if he cannot find the right home for it. John? By Silverwing, we're talking about the motorcycle, not the scooter. By right? Silverwing, we're talking about a 1982 Honda GL500i Silverwing Interstate. Where does he live? The most underappreciated motorcycle. Can I borrow your trailer? So while you guys are talking about it, Steve's just going to go get it. All right? Because there's a rule around here, and if it's a CX model, Steve has to have it. So it says I've listened to... What? I love the GL. The GL, well, yeah. of course, yeah. But I mean, I just meant... The, the, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The motor configuration. There's been plenty of GLs, but when somebody says CX, the motor only goes one way. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 The uh, I have listened. One way. These two ways. Yeah. <laughs> one way. <laughs> Which way? Sideways. Okay. Right. My prom date. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But nice, nice, nice high ones. Yeah. Not droopy, saggy no, ones. No. Nice high ones. All right. I've listened to the backlog of Cleveland Moto podcasts and know you and the Cleveland Moto team are very passionate about vintage bikes. So I mentioned I would pass the attached pictures of the bike along to see if you'd be interested. Don't not yet. Oh, I'll turn the screen yeah, around. Yeah, man. Wow, look I'm at sorry, him jumping. Jump he can barely GL fucking do it. You know how much I love GL five hundred. Steve's talking to his banker already. <laughs> no, but I'm more concerned about is that your jacket or something happening? <laughs> can't see the can't see the bike over his raging booner. Okay, so oh wait, that's uh, put that away. <laughs> Just so we don't bury the lead, right? He's, um, <clears throat> he would like $2,200 for the bike. What, what, what makes him think this is a museum quality silverwing? Well, when you see the pictures, you may have some more information about it. Okay. That. Is he a local? Ish. Okay. Yeah. Ish. Counts. Okay. Uh, he would like $2,200 for the bike, but said he is somewhat negotiable on that. If you're not interested, perhaps you would know of some individuals that are. All the best, Brian. So here's the first thing I want to say is, <clears throat> everybody's sitting around this table. We're going to do one quick round. And when I point to you, you tell me. Don't fuck around. Tell me what you think the Kelly Blue Book <clears throat> trade-in value for this bike is. Not retail. I'm saying you're going to take it and you're going to get something else. Okay? What year is it? 1982. And it has the, you know, it's a better. It's a... Uh, 27,000. Okay. Okay? Everything functions? Well, I mean, no, 28,000 miles. Sorry. Everything functions? He says it's great. Okay. Right? He says his father has put lots of fucking time into it. My grandpa's looking to sell his Honda Silverwing. He's put tons of work into this machine you know and would like it to go to someone. He's, works. he's even said he may try to give it to a museum if he cannot find the right home for it. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to say, I have in my head... I've done all the looking. An homologation number between NADA, Kelly Blue Book, Trade, and 
Kelly Blue Book retail. Right. Okay. So any number that you give me, you can tell me whether you believe what? this is a retail number, but let's just go ahead. What's the difference between trade and retail? Well, trade is usually 20%. <clears throat> so generally speaking, the difference between retail and trade is about 20%. Okay. So you would say if this bike was worth $10,000 retail, it'd be worth about 8000 on trade-in. Right. Okay. So that's a good matrix for you to understand what that is. Mm -hmm. So let's just say we use trade-in because that's the fucking low number. Right. That <laughs> assumes that the bike is going to need some reconditioning, meaning it may need an oil change, it may need a battery, it may need some of the basic stuff, <clears throat> which when we're talking to a consumer who's trying to sell a bike, you always assume that it does. Right. You let you them prove that it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that would be if you think that it just needs the basic freshening to get back on the road. Now, without seeing the pictures, and I can tell you only that it's brown, it has three pieces of luggage, left, right, and top, which does slide. Root beer brown? Does it have the Does it have the root beer brown? 80s brown. Yeah, okay. Is, 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 is it well, a the top Honda, um, sorry, for the record, Honda only made one color brown. Okay. So, yeah. The top box is the passenger seat? It's, uh, it's in the configuration where the passenger would be able to lean against the top box. Mm -hmm. Because so you know that those are slidable. Yeah. Okay. They're it, slidable. Is it a better... Uh, it is a Honda. Oh, Everything's okay. Honda. Honda. There's line. nothing on here that is not Honda. Okay. Now, I will give you one picture, okay? And then you get to tell me, based on this picture, because we don't want to have too much information, mm -hmm. okay? Based on that, what Oof, you wow. think this bike is worth, okay? And again, sure. he wants 2200 mm. Okay? Now, this has air suspension front and rear. What I think it's worth, or what I think the book value the is? What the book value is? I know. I ha Okay. I... Oh, hold on. I'm not pointing at you yet. 10-4. Okay. Oscar. 900 bucks. Go ahead. Steve. 450. 1,200. 300. 1,050. 301. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you did that, Pete. Go ahead. I say 585.79. Okay. And... Seven ninety nine fifty. It's, it's eleven hundred bucks. Okay. So that's according to Kelly. So I did see. Yeah, you're on the money. You got the closest without going yeah, over. Eric nailed right. it. So the uh, buy me a shot. Buy you a shot. <laughs> it's in that bottle right in front of you. We can do that. We have frozen shot glasses in the freezer too. If you want to make it fancy. All right. I well, do recommend. Smith is on the yeah, case. Right. Yeah, you had it already pulled up. Fucker. <laughs> Goddamn smartphones. Hey. Uh, I only said my number was based on ten years ago. Yeah. My CX five hundred. Who got smashed in my garage, got totaled out, and I got $500. 500 bucks. So now here's the thing about this particular oh, bike. Thank you. And I'm not saying, like, okay. <clears throat> I'm be the first one to tell you, it's n there's nothing wrong physically looking at the bike, looking at the images. It's got the gold pinstriping on the brown paint. The Comstars are in good shape. I can't see anything glaring on the bike that is wrong with it. It appears to be everything's intact. When you're looking at a bike like this, a touring bike, the windshield tells a tale. Mm. Because if the windshield is bright and shiny and you can see through it clearly, that means somebody took care of it. Right. You know, somebody cared. Um, you know, no matter how good the rest of the bike is, the, the windshield will be shitty if you don't really fucking stay on top of it. So it is a nice bike, but here's the problem. I used to help the Crawford Auto and Aviation Museum sell motorcycles. And... Here's a sad thing. When people are getting old and they're thinking about dying, or maybe they're not thinking about dying, or maybe their parents... <laughs> Honey, maybe they're, I think I'm going to die tomorrow. <laughs> well, or maybe their kids are thinking about them dying. 
Mm. A thing that commonly happens is people think, I love my motorcycle. And its Kelly Blue Book value is so fucking low that I won't suffer the indignation of mm-hmm. having that thing sold for $1,100. Mm-hmm. So, fuck you, world. I'm going to donate it to the Crawford Auto Museum, and they're going to give me a receipt that says it's worth $2,200 or whatever, right? And I'm going to give that to my tax man, because I made this massive donation, and then the like will be in the museum, and generations to come can come and look at my motorcycle, as opposed to all those assholes that wanted to offer me 1100 bucks for it. Okay? Okay. One. Unless this bike was owned by Dennis Hopper or higher on the I Know That Name scale. Or Hiyasho Suzuki. top, Elvis. <laughs> well, I always said, my rule is usually Elvis, Prince, or Prince Diana. Okay? I'll throw Steve McQueen in there. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it's a triumph, apparently. Okay. So Elvis, Prince, or Prince Diana. Hmm. If your bike is owned by Elvis, Prince, or Prince Diana, Princess Diana, yeah, <laughs> even better, uh, then your bike is worth something, right? Because those are people who having their name on something or associated with it explodes the value of it. This what about a Plymouth bad. Volari that was owned by John Voight? See? Again. <laughs> again. The dentist. A little not bit. The actor. The dentist. That's a Seinfeld reference. Oh, my God. Good job. Some people are scratching their heads. Right. Some people are laughing. Some people are scratching their heads. But here's the rule with, these, with the, these, this museum thing. So, first of all, when you, anyone have a, a pop quiz, I'm going to ask you, if you donate your motorcycle to the Crawford Auto Museum, okay, what do you think they're going to say when you make the phone call and you say... They're going to say thank you. Exactly. That's how the conversation goes. Thank you so very much. We appreciate it. We are going to give this bike a, a, a good home. We couldn't be happier to receive your donation. I'm going to tell you right now, that statement right there, donation, means a fucking lot. Because what is going to happen is somebody's going to show up at your house and they're going to pick that bike up for free. They're going to get you to sign the title, as you should. They're going to hope that the guy whose name is on the title is still alive and not dead. Because if the guy whose name is on the title is dead, it is very fucking hard to get a title for that bike once that dude has expired. Until the courts clean that title and until you have his death certificate and an order... Go ahead, Steve. Unless you have a TOD, which is what I put on every single title I have. And? It's a transfer on death, so... Anybody, whoever you designate as the, per, the second person on the title can sign it over just like you signed it over. That's wonderful. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a great idea. So I can list my no, they can wife? Get, they, can get a, they, can, they can get a title and then sign it over. I mean, they don't have to go through probate or anything. I'm, wait, I'm just confused. This, I, there's no line for this on an Ohio title. Mm. You have to ask for it. Well, what do they do? I make thousands of titles per year. I've never seen this. No, you have to, when you go in there, you say, I want a TOD on the title, and they will say, they hand you a piece of paper. Okay, all right. You put all a right. name, you write the name of the person who's the TOD, okay. or who, who it's being transferred right. to on death. Yeah. Your executor, basically. No, no, I'm or sorry. Your not your, 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 not your executor. Anybody, but anybody who's going to be the benefactor of receiving this vehicle like on your death. So then they title. take your title. Right. If, so if you died, you don't have to go through probate. Wow. Because before, it used to be only three titles you could transfer. Mm-hmm. So you take that title to the title bureau... And you show them your ID, and it's in the system that, that you handle the title for 15 bucks. It comes back in your name. 
That is fantastic. Can you do this? On, that is can the you do best this? thing I've heard. No, but can you that's, do this on something you already own? So can I uh, take yes. my title you can and convert them? Oh wow! Oh man! No, guys, <laughs> it costs you fifteen, well, sixteen dollars to convert because it's fifteen bucks plus a dollar notary fee. But. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that is. That is really important. Because that's the best tip of like that's a, a year tip. on this yeah. thing. That's well, 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 that didn't say much like about your me. I own two, <laughs> no, that's two a motorcycles. So that's if a my huge. wife had to go into probate without and without short of me putting every vehicle I own in my trust, what I do is I just do that. That way, it's instantaneous yeah. money for her. She could just take the stack of titles to the title bureau, wow. and it's all in her name. She could sell them all. Wow. Okay, because so. I'm going to tell you the other the other side of that story, the ugly side of that story. And that is, we had a customer bring us in a gorgeous Honda motorcycle. Absolutely looked like it left the fucking dealership in 1981. A beautiful, beautiful bike by any standard. And we, he wanted to bring it back to life because this was his original bike that he bought in 1981. And this thing was immaculate with about 3,200 miles on it. And we put way too much work into bringing it back from 30 years of stasis. And it was perfect. And it ran perfect. And everything was great. And we called him to get the $750 worth of work we put into it, whatever. And what do you think happened? He didn't wait dead. for it. Oh, dead. It was dead. Exactly. Yeah. How yeah, we had, take, to, we had to chase the phone numbers. <laughs> How long did you take to fix it? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Done all repair orders? <laughs> like 65 years, years, years later. <laughs> it took the bike in in 1982. It took so long. The guy died. And that was our plan. It was a long con. It was a long con. A really long con. I think the operative word here, though, is 1981. Well, so just to bring this into view here. What had happened is the only person that could do anything about that, I mean, his wife is holding a title, but it's not in her name. But she should be the executrix. Well, it goes into probate. Trixie. Right? So it goes into probate. And because the title is a yellow title, it's an old Ohio title, and nobody's ever taken the trouble of bringing it into the modern world, it's like starting over again. Okay. If you have the yellow title and it's in your name, that's great. But you have to go through probate in this situation because, as we found with some things, even if you have a will that very clearly in the will says, you know, you know, David T. Mecklefock here says he wants to have this stuff go to his... <laughs> really? <old>. Really? <laughs> Similar, not exact. I'd like to call that a parody. My dad beat the shit out of some kid back in high school I know. for getting called Mucklefuck. Mucklefuck. <laughs> Glad your dad's not here today. But I am. <laughs> this could be a problem. Right. So, it's been a problem, and we've got a problem with this bike, and... All the lawyers in the world, one, we're never going to get paid. So that's done. We're never going to get paid. And we went to the state of Ohio to obtain a mechanics lien on the vehicle. And as they said, until we get a disposition from the court stating that even this person, this woman, who is identified as the court as being the heir of his worldly goods, until we get a, a statement from them, we can't even do a mechanics lien on the thing. Yep. It was. Fair, I mean, when my when, when my oh, yeah. father passed oh, yeah. away, I mean, he had this pickup truck. He had some vehicles that were in his name. Yeah. My mother, as the executrix of yep. his estate, and the executor of your estate, can do anything they want with your Absolutely. stuff. So they have the power of attorney. Power of attorney to over be able to dispose of or yeah. do whatever they want. Yeah. So it was fairly, I believe, straightforward for her in yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. 
And not anything, saying about Ohio. And anybody who has Ohio's, a problem. Yeah. Anybody All you has, need to do to sign to buy anything. She had to have the she had the she had the title, and she had the death certificate. Yeah. And that's and what she it, showed up, yeah. and they were able to transfer it into her name. And she had the executive. She had, and she, you know, she had the the power documentation attorney. showing attorney. that she had or the, better the power, power of attorney, attorney and yeah. that she was the executor of his estate. That's why it's very important to keep all the obituaries, so you know what date to put on. <laughs> that's prior to the date of the decedent. <laughs> that's a really smart idea. Uh, yeah. Could you just get a salvage title or something for that? Harder like, than you fucking think. Is it? Yeah, and that's I love it when. It's very common when people are like, it's no big deal. We'll just get a salvage title. Call me when you get that. <laughs> yeah. In Ohio. And that's like when people also say like, oh, just do a mechanics lien. Yeah, call me when you get that. Yeah. You really, in our state in particular, it's extraordinary. And that's difficult. coming from somebody who has done mechanics liens and, and is saying it's very difficult. It is way more difficult than you think. And in fact, it used to be with towing companies. A towing company could tow your bike or your car or whatever it was. They could tow your thing and they could store it on their property for 45 days or 50 days at $30 a day storage. Mm-hmm. They would exceed the value of the vehicle. And in the state of Ohio, we had a rule that was like 14 or you know 14 days or 30 days. And they could submit back then for a mechanics lien or a storage lien against your vehicle. And the state would grant it. And all of a sudden, they would have a title for your... 1993 Dodge, you know, Aries K, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> and they have it, and they own it, and it's in their name now, and they can sell it. Okay? But they can't, and what happened is this was being abused. Towing companies were towing no. stuff. I know, imagine that. Towing companies being abusive and breaking the rules. Well, yeah, they would tow something, and the price of the towing would be like $300, and the storage would be as high as the state would allow per day. They let it go for 30 or 40 days, knowing damn well it exceeds the blue book value of the vehicle, and then call you and say, dude, if you don't come here and show up with $9,000, or even in the case of that particular car, $2,000, we're going to keep your shit. City of Cleveland, you forfeit your vehicle after 10 days. Right. At the city impound lot. Wow. (laughs) Really? But if it's a... Who knows that? But try to get a title. Watch even the state of Ohio try to get a title for that. Watch the city of Cleveland try to get a title for that. Now, when they go and auction them off, it doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. You get a title with no matter whatever the fuck goes out of there. Like quad runners and stuff that they auction off through the police auction. That didn't have titles when they came in. It never had a title. It's never owned a title. It's got a title now. The best thing that can happen is your quad gets stolen. Gets impounded, you, you buy, buy it back, back <laughs> and now your quad has a title. It's yeah. like magic. Right. Yeah. Just make sure you're there on the correct day of the auction and John doesn't outbid like, you. It's almost like the same people print the money. It is almost like the same people print the money. And that really is. And so that, you know, that valuation or that, that buying of something, it's really a big deal. And clean title is super duper important. TOD, that's brilliant. Now, what's this yeah. bike you're thinking about going to buy? It's a 2008 Goldwing. 2008 Goldwing. Now, this is the Goldwing from podcast episode negative 36. The Widow Goldwing. The Widow Goldwing. Yes, the Widow Goldwing. So this is actually coming to fruition. Yeah. Wow. Right. So I talked to her, and I have to go down for training in Columbus on next week. So you happen to be in the area. And I called, and Chris... did a lot Graciously of did all the legwork and got me the phone number. And I called her and she's super nice and she's like, "Well, I, you know, it's in my garage. The battery's dead. I'll throw a charger on it, okay. and uh, you can come and see it because it's like twenty minutes away from where I'm going to be." Right. So, so I had to go through my sister to get this gal's phone number and all this other kind of business. We're going back and forth. So her last 
text to me says, Steve is picking up the motorcycle on Wednesday. Diane seems very happy. Thanks for finding her a buyer. <laughs> oh, so, oh boy. <laughs> so I said to Steve, I said, are you buying it? And she Steve knows, says, she knows exactly how many chickens she has. Yeah, and I. She has two dozen eggs. I was going to buy it. I said I'm going to look at it, and you know, I said she has two dozen eggs. Therefore, she has two dozen chickens. Yeah, but wow. uh, man, but it's. I mean, I don't know. But why. at least you found somebody to look at it. Yeah, right. And the the only thing is, when she told me it was gold. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Tell them what what you researched. Oh, so uh, there was no gold for that year. <laughs> Oops. But she said it's like a dull gold. And you so said it's a 2009. It's a 2008. Okay. All right. All right. So I went through the whole thing. I went through KVB. I went through NADA guides and Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And I've determined that the retail value is somewhere between sixty nine hundred and ninety three hundred. Well, okay. And and that would be because there's there's for real quick. I found a Goldwing two thousand and eight Goldwing trike that was sixty nine hundred. So, so that's probably more... Trikes are worth more, more money because they have more wheels. They're more geezerly. <laughs> they're more geezerly, exactly. In a geezerly market. Yeah, they're very but, geezerly. But my, but my uh, the, the problem I'm having here saying? is that I like 1800s. Yes. After riding a 1200, I mean, after having many 1200s, yep. the 1800 handles like a sport bike. It does, yeah. And but there's enough room for your feet. I just so happened to go into the dealership to, see, to check on my Cub because it was supposed to be here last week. Oh, yeah. really? And so they've, uh, I guess the mysterious and elusive cub is like the unicorn because now it's pushed out two more months. So the, the cub will not be there till the end of April. Damn it. But when I was in there, I saw a gold, a 2018 Goldwing, the standard Goldwing, no trunk. It looks yeah. like an F6B. Yeah. It's a new design, pushed up engine, like the new BMW front suspension. Yeah. And that thing is so sweet. It's pretty fucking sexy. It is. It yeah. is the, It is one of the nicest bikes I've ever seen. Well, I liked it at the show. Right. But then after getting to really look at it at the dealership and, you know, he's yeah. said I could ride it and whatever, I, I th- I'm thinking to myself, well, is it, but is it worth 19 Thousand nine hundred bucks. Right. You'd have to sell your Africa twin. Right. Exactly. Right. So I'm, I'm thinking that yeah. maybe in the interim, I buy this bike and I use this as my gold. I mean, because it's still an improvement. It's the absolute it's improvement a, it's a, it's over a, any Pacific Coast or Goldwing you've ever had before. Right. It's, it will and be it's the high water mark for your Goldwing collection. Right, and it's better than a, it's way better than a fifteen hundred. The twelve hundreds were better than the fifteen hundreds. I mean, from a from a handling like cumbersome standpoint. I think the whole world will kind of acknowledge if you've ever ridden a GL eighteen hundred, they're they're frighteningly fast. Right, I mean, so they are. It's like an electric motor. Yeah, they, they are. They right. yeah. smooth. It, it really is. And I mean, it's like it's a Subaru Legacy with two wheels. You know, this is uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you could, I haven't ridden an eighteen hundred, but yeah. all the other Goldwings have been that way. So you know, no, replacement, this one handles, no replacement for displacement. Right. An eighteen hundred is going to be. And the only thing that we we worry about when we're talking about a, you know, an eleven year old Goldwing, is the things that make it an eleven year Goldwing. You know, that's, you know, it's eleven years on the road, so its tires could be the originals. How many miles are on it? Anyone? Seven. Are seven. you going to have to sell seven thousand? Right. So yeah. seven thousand miles. So regardless of everything, the tires will need to be replaced. 
right. You so you're looking at seven hundred bucks there. Yep. Go ahead, John. Are you going to have to sell your Africa Twin to finance this? No, I have the money to buy that. If I was going to buy a new one, I'd have to sell my <laughs> Africa Twin. Big money in the ship business. I know, wow. man. I own the wrong line. No, I'm of just work, saying. Go if ahead. It's, if it's Steve, do you got to put a roof on your house? I'm going to have to do that too. Oh, because my roof blew off. Oh, <laughs> during this last windstorm. Yeah. <laughs> Low blow. Man. Well, if Low it's blow. that, you know what? If it's the gold, then I assume that it's the champagne color. Is what I think no, it's, it's titanium. platinum. Or platinum. Or t- Thank platinum you. That's, or titanium. That's what I was calling the champagne yeah. color. But it's the it's definitely the titanium color because it's. I mean, that's a really pretty color. It is. Yeah, that's a really nice looking bike. Be so a lot of gold. I also look yes, and does. I immediately yeah. look for the trunk delete kit. <laughs> the trunk delete kit. So and you they can make, make it one. into. A, oh, they do. They do make a trunk delete. That you can make it into an F six B. An F six B. But you know what? Then I got really crazy. And that I would thought, be a GL eighteen B. Yeah, <laughs> I like the nomenclature there. It's got a nice round shape to it, a GL18B. But I love the. I hate to say this. Yeah. But Harley makes a CVO mm-hmm. with this green paint that is unbelievably like I'm enamored by this green paint. Okay. All right. Because you're enamored by it. He's enamored <laughs> by it. I'm sorry, but I. But I think that bike would look awesome if it was repainted in that color. So. Try to dial us into the green paint. Is it a dark green? Is it a light green? Is it where we're in the no. spectrum? It's not the color of your hat, is it? No, it's okay. not the color of my hat. <laughs> is it that? Emerald oh no, I think I found it. It's similar. Emerald? It's similar to. It's like a candy apple that color. Yeah. Almost I Kawasaki. Think I found it's almost Kawasaki. Yeah. Is it's it lighter or darker? Almost, yeah, hold on. But it's smoked. Wait for it. But it's a smoke oh, with smoked. Smoked Kawasaki. Ap- candy apple metallic. Smoked Kawasaki candy apple. It's smoked. Let me see if... It's it's smoked all right. Like that? No, that one's, no? That one's too... That's not the... Gr- it's okay. a lighter green than that. All right. Because these are CVOs. Yeah. All right. But it is a CVO because I saw one. Stop this. me when you get to the green you're interested in. <laughs> Point on the doll where the man touched you. <laughs> What's beeping? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was a custom. It must it have been like a custom that. color. Maybe like that. Well, that's like that's like dark emerald green. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that's kind of a dark color green. You're right. Smoky is a good way to describe it. Yeah. Well, with a lot of those New paint- York. I was on my RV250 with my wife, and we were drinking in some bar in the middle of nowhere, in like some cabin, like it's a cabin that just got a, happens to have a bar in it, and this guy comes walking up to me, and I think he's going to kick my ass, because he's, you know, like he's with his woman, and he's got tats and everything all over him, he's like, I like your scooter. <laughs> I like your scooter. You're riding the BB. Yes, I used to have, I used to have, I used to ride scooters all the time. I don't know if you guys can see it, it's a pretty small picture, but that's okay. what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely a it's a good somebody spent some money on that green. Yeah. Harley's like got drab, but not that drab. It's not drabby. It's yeah, the, but it's not bright. It's not like a. It's the subdued, right? Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's olive, maybe. Just. It is olive, mm-hmm. olive metallic. I don't know. I like that color. It's I'm a sorry. good paint scheme. It really is. It's yeah. like an it's, army bike that has a flare for wearing dresses. So we called it clinger. The clinger. The clinger. It's the clinger glide. License plate says mud hens perpetually. <laughs> yeah, you just can't. It Toledo won't say anything except for mud hens. <laughs> All I can say is my opinion. Yeah, which matters a lot around here. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> to one of us, I mean, is I think you're going to get a much better deal on that Goldwing yes. yeah. than you are on the Goldwing you're talking. Do you about. know what's interesting about the idea of the widow's Goldwing? 
is the Widow's Goldwing is a very modern motorcycle. I mean, it has a lot of features that on a 10-year-old bike are still cutting edge. 2008 is not... Yeah. 2008 is not... 2008's old. not old. Well, it's no. got navigate. It's, it's navigation. It's yeah. called the navigation... The audio navi pack. It's well into right, the fuel and it's got injected. the... The comfort package too, which is like the heated seat, the heated grips, the groinal socket. I don't know. I hope it has cruise control because that's a deal breaker for me. It has the uh, built-in ass colored airbag. But I mean, unless you're, it doesn't have an airbag. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't have the ABS. It doesn't have ABS. It doesn't have an airbag. Would you like to read? I will read you the marketing puke copy for the 2008 Goldwing 1800 Audio Comfort Navi Pack. which is Honda part number GL18HPN. Premium sound, cold weather comfort features, and Honda's patented flash card-based satellite link navigation system. Is there any place the Goldwing premium auto comfort package and Navi model can't take you? Surrounded by luxury and performance. The answer to that, and to whether there's a better motorcycle in the touring class, would be no. A resounding no. That's some damn good marketing copy. And Mm -hmm. well read. Well, thank you. You have a face for radio. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. unless you're planning on putting 48,000 miles in the next year on any Goldwing, mm-hmm. that's probably the better option, you know? No, I'm, I'm planning on buying this one and waiting a few years and then getting the new one. Steve? Because I can buy a new one in a few years for 10 exactly. grand. Exactly. Yeah. So then I can get both of them exactly. for the same price. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has dual electric spiral horns that trumpet a distinctive note. <laughs> wow. How proud you must be. I have, I have a single horn that trumpets a distinctive note. It has maintenance-free features, including an automatic choke. I thought this thing was fuel-injected. RACV automatic ILO, programmed fuel injection, automatic cam chain adjuster, sealed battery, electronic cruise control, and computer-controlled hydraulic rear spring preload adjustment. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it was assembled in Marysville... Ohio. <laughs> really? Oh. Yes. It I has, thought they uh, only made accords there. It has a fold-down antenna for easy storage. Wow. Yes. It has fully illuminated handlebar and radio switches. Isn't that a CB, though? A CB radio, yeah. <laughs> it has padded passenger handrails. Oh, that's going to be two hands. <laughs> it has clear lenses on the rear turn signals and running lights to uh, complement the Goldwing's aggressive hand. styling. Aggressive but styling. wait, there's more. The handlebar switches and controls use internationally approved graphic symbols. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they are going for a deep dive in this shit. They are really, really... Precise That's shifting five-speed transmission includes an overdrive fifth. Okay, over-the-shoulder boulder holder. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an interesting question. Can anybody at the table tell me how many uh, hips, uh, B-hips it has? How many horsepowers? How many horsepowers does this 18... 132cc six-cylinder. 118. 118. Nailed it. How many pounds of torques is this? How many torques? 125. Got it. 125. Good job. Steve cheated. Excellent. Well, you know he's looking at it hard. (laughs) You know he's already been like... Eric, why didn't you know that? His DNA is already all over the Wikipedia page. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Um, So it has two... uh, it It has your choice of metallic red, pearl white, titanium... And black join, oh, I'm sorry, dark red metallic. Yeah, so that's it. So here you go. Black it's cool. Join? Black, black join. join. <laughs> I thought it was black join, but it was like, there was their wording to be like, new metallic red, pearl white, titanium, and black join the dark metallic color. That join doesn't need to be in there, but it paints a picture. Yeah. You know, they join. 
Yeah, they join. Well, I mean, it's yeah. going to be better than my RV 250 with my wife on the back. Do you think? Maybe. It'd be better than a Taiwanese-built fucking scooter from a company that doesn't exist anymore in our hemisphere. Probably. It might be better than that. Could be. Yeah. Maybe its speedometer won't reset every 6,000 miles, though, for no goddamn good reason. Well, at least reason. I always have a new yeah. bike every 6,000 miles. <laughs> How many miles are on it? Right now it's got 5,900, but in 100 miles it'll be zero. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, What do you think the total storage on that bike is? How many litres of storage do you think can be held in a 2008 wing of the gold? Let's see. see. 30 litres. No. The video I watched measured it in Geico dolls. Geico dolls. Gecko dolls. Gecko dolls. Gecko gecko dolls. 55? 55 litres of storage? Anyone? I don't know, 100 liters. 147 fucking liters of storage. Whoa. 147 Holy liters. Shit. That's enough to get any of us drunk. Uh, but, yeah, pretty cool. Those are probably oblong bit. shapes that nothing actually fits into. Well, it's it, the point being. Right. Yeah. 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 It's still storage. Right. No matter whether or not you can store anything <laughs> in it, it's still storage. All right. So. Please, dun, sir. Dun, dun. May I have another? The... Uh, <laughs> So you guys are going to notice that in the room with us right now, and based on kind of every fucking internet blog in the world, there's a company in Milwaukee that threatened to manufacture an electric motorcycle. Mm. That's right. I know. Does right? Harley Davidson know about this? I know. And when they find out, they're going to be right and proper pissed, right? Um, and they might have to put their badge on it. So, the, uh, yeah. At some point, they're going to buy a motorcycle and stick their sticker on it, and it's going to be a Harley Davidson motorcycle. But the point is... You know, there's been a stunning shortage of, um, um, what do you call that? Um, Electrons? Press? Buyers? Customers. Buyers. Bikes! Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right. Despite, despite the world's most aggressively paid-for marketing campaign, the one thing that they don't seem to whole, have a whole lot of are, are people riding on I them. I told you the one was in Aspen. Yep. <laughs> the one. The one. Yeah. yeah, that's what they told me. The one. Then they deflated it. The one in the bag. Took it home. Yeah. <laughs> well, as it turns out, in that sort of interest of bikes that exist versus bikes that are being marketed, uh, I went and I spent three days in San Diego. Uh, the Badger and I went out and went to the launch of the Zero's new motorcycle. So in the room with us right now behind us is Zero's existing 116 foot-pounds of torque, 0 to 60 in 3-second motorcycle. And it's a a fine bike. I'm not going to say anything about it. It is fucking amazing. It will stretch your arms out. And it is faster than a Kawasaki H2 from 0 to 60. Ta-da! Now, <laughs> and it comes in brown. And I've never, and I've never seen Vanna White do that at all ever. But it would be a classic. Right. Yeah, I okay. that. So now, what I do want to call attention to about this motorcycle that's behind us is it is not a big motorcycle, right? And in fact, I've heard people say that it was somewhat like a Honda CBR 300R in its dimensions. Yeah. It's it Toy, feels like very a tiger. much like it when we did the 300cc yeah. shootout. Oh, yeah. This one does not feel much different than any of the 300s that I rode. Would you say that that is a, a size of motorcycle that is commensurate or comparable to other 1,000cc Street Fighters? No. No. Uh, it's a little bit difficult because it's ama- it's amazing how much a one th- modern 1,000cc is, how much they've compacted. Uh, it is yeah. true. But, 
Yes, no. She this, don't feel like an FZ09, does she? This does not feel like an FZ09. No. This Watch does your not feel like a... Uh, what? Watch your rear tire you're sliding back. Okay, I won't slide back any further. But no, this feels like more like one of the 300s that we've ridden. Mm -hmm. Exactly, right. And that's kind of been my take from the very beginning was she's toy, right? And it's hard for American-sized people to ride that bike <laughs> like because... Yeah. Well, look at John on that suspension. bike. He's right. um, well, and it's a Showa, you know, it's a Showa suspension <laughs> system. Right. Oh, and, and it's not an ugly bike, but it's not a it's not a looker either. And this bike is very very clearly and obviously Okay, I'm bouncing up and down. I know. I don't know how many inches of, of travel I'm getting, but it doesn't feel like I'm getting more than like 4. There's yeah, there's a little more in there by the numbers, but you're you're appreciating like a foot and a half. you're appreciating about 4 8. You're appreciating about four inches. Yeah, of travel. it's not yeah. bottoming it out. No, no, no. I think you. I think you've got a couple inches to go before there's any risk of bottoming it out. <laughs> That's what yeah. she said. Give it a few more hey, inches. Hey. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh, but I think the one thing that most people will agree upon is that motorcycle looks exactly like. An electric motorcycle. Yeah. We all know that's yep. right. Yeah. That's an electric motorcycle, right? It's not ugly, but it's just there not. There's no exhaust. Wow, you know. Well, right, and like it's the frame is not a piece of artwork. You know, it's 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 almost Lego in its appearance. You know, it's the styling department didn't work a lot of overtime putting that together. Yeah, and but it's so, better than yeah. the earlier ones, though. Oh, it's way better. Infinitely than better ones. than the original ones. And in I'll fact, give them props for. Not trying to make it look like a internal combustion engine yeah. with right. Right. fins and... They're not trying to hide anything. Yeah. Also true. Like yeah. the fake carbs on the Triumphs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and the difference is... exhaust or anything else. The other difference is they've got product to sell, put out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, there's something to be said for that. At well, least more than one. Yeah. And a big thing is, too, you know... We went out there, and, and it wasn't like they had one bike that we waited in line 19 hours mm. to ride. We went out there, and there were dozens of bikes for I us to picture. ride. It looked like yeah. they had 30 bikes. It's, these are all, every <laughs> single bike that they had there was not a pre-production prototype. These are all production Wait, motorcycles. You got to ride one. Oh, yeah. My choice. And as much as I wanted to. Do you know the first thing I thought wow. when you posted the picture with all, like, 30 bikes there? Yeah. At some point during your ride, there was some kid with his mom somewhere, and they saw all the bikes coming, and they started to put their fingers in their ears, and all of a sudden, nothing happened. Nothing. It was like the quietest bike gang in the history of the world. And so that is a true thing. So <laughs> when we got together and got ready for one of our you know, one of the rides, yeah. so we got together, and we all lined up. And so there's this you know, courtyard of a hotel. A now, gaggle of bikes. If you can imagine being in a courtyard of a resort a bevy of bikes. on, no, what anybody would consider to be a fucking rally of bikes, okay? Because anytime you got 30 bikes in one place in the middle of a courtyard of a resort, a luxury resort, what's going to happen when somebody goes, all right, boys, fire them up. So you've been there, right? No. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So you've been there. I've been there. We've all been there. We know what happens at time, anytime there's any event where the group as a group decides, okay, it's time to leave now. It turns into, like, the auditory dick measuring contest. And that's where it's just like, oh, mine's louder than yours. In this particular case, not one fucking decibel was heard. <laughs> and what's funny is the irony was, prior to getting on the bike and getting the word we're pulling out, what do you think we were doing? We're bullshitting. 
course we're bullshitting. Why? Because that's what we do. Go ahead. Do you think there would be any purpose to having like a belt disengagement system with a little thing that would let you rev your electric motor and let it be like... We've talked about this. We've decided it's a bad idea. We're going to move on to better topics. <laughs> yeah. Dustin's not here to make the wait, noises. Wait. Right. <clears throat> yeah. The problem. The problem is, is if you have like a clutch on it and you release it yeah. when you're revved up, you do a black a backflip. Back yeah. You just oh, actually yep. disappear. Yep. yep. You phase shift. I like that. <laughs> I like that. That sounds cool. Yeah. You phase shift. You're no longer you do that. on this plane of existence. Your body demolica. You know. You literally change. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I ask no, you? No, Eric, you do not have to no, shift. No, Eric, the you don't need to shift it. It is direct drive. Yeah, I know. No, I'm just. It's direct drive. There's no. We're going to dumb, dumb this way down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, new guy. Settle down. As one who rides, who rode every range of the zero motorcycle, did you have any anticipation? I mean. Good or bad, or did you, what did you anticipate when you got on this bike? Well, the good news is I got to see it before I got to ride it. So I got to see it before I got to ride it. That is sweet. And it is fucking beautiful. And the color combo, they finally hit a European color combo in the U.S. Mm. So the colors the bike is available is in Boardwalk Red, which is a nod to Santa Cruz, the Boardwalk in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. So we have Boardwalk Red, and then we have what's called Sea Bright Blue, oh. which I like to call Dolphin Safe Blue. Yeah. Uh, I love it, though. It is Dolphin Safe Blue. I've made some artwork that you guys, I'll send you some artwork about that so you can appreciate what Dolphin Safe Blue looks like. But anyway, the, what's nice about it, though, is this is no longer a diminutive, small, tiny, narrow, skinny Motorcycle. It's they, not. They defined what all future electric motorcycles are going to look like with what? that bike. Okay, what I everybody sat around this table and we all said the new Harley Davidson Livewire was a fucking good looking motorcycle. Right. And we agree, it is a yeah. fucking good looking motorcycle. It is. Not that good looking. In no. theory. <laughs> but this looks better. It does, yeah. 100%. Okay, so, this looks better. Instead of the gold one. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like you so, don't I, looking at that, you don't feel like you're missing out on any part of motorcycling at all. I like you're not totally making agree. any compromises whatsoever how, buying that bike. How big is this? Is it comparable in size to that like that SB650? It is comparable okay. in size to an FZ09. Okay. okay. Because I swear to God, they still. So the best way I could describe it, the, from the first second I sat on it, with you know in the building on the carpet, right? I sat on it and I immediately said, "Greet so." As soon as I sat on it, my handlebar position, my ass position, my feet position, I immediately just went, my brain went, Grizzo. Grizzo is a Moto Guzzi. Moto Guzzi Grizzo. It's a street fighter. And if you're not sure what a Grizzo is, if I also said to you, Ducati 1200 Monster, similar thing, right? Okay. Okay. But it's it's definitely a street fighter. That is the only way to say what that riding position is, and it doesn't feel like a 400, it doesn't feel like a 300, it doesn't feel like a 250. It feels like a fucking motorcycle. It is longer. What are you trying to say? Well, what I'm trying to say is, from the foot... From the foot to the knee, to the knee to the ass, to the ass to the shoulders, elbows and hands, everything on this bike can be ridden by somebody who's six foot seven. No. Okay. Go ahead. What the fuck are you doing there, Chris Smith? Because you just popped two <laughs> black labels open, 
And now you're putting some fucking. He is game the some fuck Bloody Mary on. mix in a cup. Right. I mean, well, yeah. uh, um, I'm not understanding. Check it out, man. So he is game the Two beers, one cup? All right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, if you guys want to look oh, at your phone, I'll, I'll, we're going to put a little note. We're gonna, I, I'm going to put a. Photo in the show notes. I just sent you guys that photo, and you'll get a concept for what I'm talking about when I say dolphin safe. So the uh, <laughs> that's true. It is true, right? But it's yeah. sexy as shit. It is sexy yeah. as shit, yeah. right? Yeah. It is. And well, I respect dolphins; they're fast. Right? They can kill sharks. <laughs> so yeah. Too. So rock on. So what's and why this is important is <clears throat> everybody likes numbers. Well, numbers. This bike has 140 foot pounds of torque. God. This bike has 110 horsepower, and it is governed to 124 miles per hour. Ah, damn it. I like the air no, quotes on governed. I know, I know. Just like well, here's why. Because everybody, and there are a lot of people at this demo that said the same thing. Oh, 124 miles an hour? My cock blocker 2000 can go 176. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I don't give a fuck. The point is, quote out the insurance. Oh, for a 25-year-old guy on a Yamaha R1, yeah. you're going to pay around $3,000 a year. Mm-hmm. On this motorcycle, you're going to pay about $450 per year. Yeah. Now, again, as we said at the show, if you want to ride one of these motorcycles at 200 miles per hour, mm-hmm. and you can prove that your resume is worthy... There's software for that. There's software for that. Mm. Yep. Well, but I want to buy it like ludicrous mode for my Tesla. Yeah, do you know what ludicrous mode for your Tesla costs? Mm-mm. It's a, what is it, a $10,000 app? Yeah. You know, you swipe your credit card, $10,000, you get ludicrous mode for your Tesla. That's good. Okay. So the point is pay to play. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you want ludicrous mode on this, either start dating a nerd or maybe join a race team and let's do that. But for the general public, where 124 miles per hour in any of these 50 U.S. states is going to get your bike impounded, yeah. and you're going to go to jail, and uh, yeah, life's bad. That's true. But you want to have insurance you can afford? This is a motorcycle where you can actually get affordable insurance because it's electric. Boogie, oogie, oogie. Now, the, uh, is the insurance uh, industry going to catch up to that, though, you think? We don't fucking know, man. What I can tell you right now is the insurance on a lot of electric cars is cheaper than their gas counterparts. There's some sort of, there's some sort of logarithm. Yeah, I can't figure it out. You can't hurt yourself on an electric car. Again, it's the weirdest thing. Have you ever driven a Leaf? There's there's nothing to them. This is a $20,000 motorcycle, give or take, you know, $2,000 in either direction, depending on which model you order. This is a $20,000 motorcycle. Its insurance should be the same as any other $20,000 motorcycle. The it's problem ridiculously is... cheap, though. The pro- it is ridiculously yeah. cheap. You pay... How much do you pay for your zero? I think it's like $45 or something. I'm looking yeah. it up right now. That's yeah. what I was... Yeah. Yeah. 45 bucks a month, right? Okay. So, 45 bucks a month. And that's for a motorcycle that he's riding that's got 80 foot-pounds of torque. Mm-hmm. That'll go from zero to 60. And, oh, my fucking God. Right? And... It's, he's paying the same insurance on that as people pay on a Vespa. So that's the idea with electrics, is you're getting a lot of things are cheaper. Plus, there's government kickbacks available for all kinds of these bikes. Okay, so the first thing that everybody wanted to know was what's the price? Well, it comes in two different flavors, right? It comes as a standard, and it comes as a premium. There's a $2,000 difference between the two, and this is where it gets weird, because 
if you don't read, you will have a misunderstanding. You will think that for an extra $2,000 in the premium package, you get heated grips and a windshield that barely covers my dick. If I dismount it and put it on my dick, it barely covers it. Wait, wait you're... Hold on. Your MSRP is $10,000 lower than a Harley-Davidson Livewire. It is. <laughs> That's the premium. We're going to start with that. Yeah. We're going to start with that. We're going to notice that all of the categories of things are much, much higher than a Harley-Davidson Livewire. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. The category of both the torques, the horsepowers, the miles per hours are all higher than a Harley-Davidson. Considerably higher. But the difference is this. In the standard bike, the charger is a 3-kilowatt charger. And what that means is it's a level 2 charger. It's that telephone cord we showed you guys in previous podcasts. Mm-hmm, okay? mm-hmm. And uh, if you can uh, entertain... If you guys take a chance describing what this bike looks like. I'll be back in 30 seconds. It looks like a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a naked street fighter. It yeah. has a trellis frame. Yeah, there's nothing that... Do- it, like It's the first electric motorcycle I think I've actually ever wanted. Lay down rear shock. Not that I didn't pref- yeah. I didn't prefer the performance of the electric motorcycle, but this one just looks like a bike. Like it looks like just a bike. Like it's that's wow. like uh, what's that blue? It's like the it's golf, like the blue. nope. It's uh, those golf, old yeah those or, uh, old uh, Bianchi uh, Bianchi bicycles. bikes. Yep. Hey, you know where I stand on this. I'm like, why can't a electric motorcycle have some chrome? Have some really cool colors. I don't see any problem. Have, have it look a little like have Flames, some endornment. No, I think it looks like I mean, the golf I'm not saying colors. that it has to actually yeah. be Come like the golf know. racing colors. What was the what, vapor? I don't want anything VW stupid, vapor. but I don't think oh, yeah. it has to look just the VW vapor sanitized. on the bug that when it first came out the vapor. And it also comes color. in. You know, it also comes in ravishing red. Oh boy! So boardwalk red is available. Bordello red. Bordello red, <laughs> and, and like I said, dolphin safe blue. I want the, more uh, red. What's they that? call that the Roxanne Red. I'm just saying. That's so did, like did they flip the colors? Or red. Or red. Or red. Okay. Oh, they flipped the colors. They did flip the colors. Right, they did. Right. Yeah. So it's red with the gray. Okay. So the charging cord. When we talk about motor, electric motorcycles, this is a charging cord. It goes on the back of your television at home. You've all seen one of yep. these before. Same as any Stick computer. Yep. <laughs> but this is what you use to charge the bike behind you. And the bike over there is what they call level one charging. And if you want level two charging, you pay about two thousand or plus dollars mm-hmm. to have a level two charger installed on the bike that plugs in just like any Nissan Leaf or whatever. Boom! Okay. Stick that up Eric's ass. That <laughs> up Eric's ass. Exactly. So it's like an X19. So here's the important thing, though. You didn't need that. Yeah, it's the prostate grabber. This bike. So eighteen nine ninety five. If we say standard bike, the bike behind you, the 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 right now today available zero SR is uh, sixteen thousand nine hundred bucks, right? Mm. In order to get that bike to have even the same charging capacity as this one, mm. we have to put a two thousand dollar charger in it. Mm. So now this bike, the standard, the standard SRF is actually cheaper than. So the new hotness with a lot more power cheaper. ends up being cheaper than the one behind us. Okay, wah, wah, wah. wow, that's mm. that is saying something. That's the price of electric vehicles going down, not up. Okay, yeah, like so are they going to add some kind of incentive for these guys? They're going to have to. Yeah, they're going to have to. Yeah. Okay, so now what everyone talks about and wants to know about is this whole charging thing, because the the current mindset in Ohio is, how far can I go? I want to go far. Because I am a hero and in my mind. And in my mind, I am a person who rides thousands of miles and my dick is vast and great. Right? 
except for the fact that when was the last time anybody in this room went out on a Saturday and turned in more than 200 miles? Right. Okay? Okay, that's great, right? Do you have a bike to do it? I, I I've have done not, it on my zero, too. Okay, hold on. I have not myself gone out on a Saturday and ridden 200 miles in a kind of a long fucking time. Okay? And the vast majority of my... Yeah. The vast majority of my riding is to and from things that I have to do. It's right. accomplishing missions. But I do not, and I have not recently been like, hey, I'm going to smoke a Marlboro, <laughs> drink a, a drink a Bud Light, and jump on my Harley Davidson and ride to fucking Utah because I'm an American. I haven't been doing that lately. Not for like the past several years. I've been doing most of my work commuting, right? Mm-hmm. Most of my stuff is riding. And 40, 50 miles. Yeah, yeah and so on a, on a day when I do a lot of that, I'm turning in around 100 miles, yeah. okay? And when I park the bike at night, I've gone about 100 miles, which actually is a perfect application for electricity because I've just spent about 90 cents worth of electricity doing that. But imagine if those 100 miles I did every day were being done with 140 foot-pounds of torque and going from zero to 16 in three seconds. Yeah. That turns that 100 miles of boring bullshit into like, fuck, that's cool. Did, did the bake any changes on the battery itself? Absolutely not. Okay. The battery's okay. remarkably so similar. Okay. So if you yeah. so if you are the guy or woman yeah. that is looking for that exactly, I want to ride to work every day, I want to yeah, come yeah, home, yeah. and round trip is 40 or 50 miles. Right. The stock that so you can plug it into your wall with this level one charger, go to bed at night, and in the morning you are top Guaranteed charge, even if you sleep short. And okay. you're good to go. You can't. You don't need more than eight hours, no matter how you slice it. Go okay. Ahead. Eric has a question. Go ahead, Eric. Fire away. So you could smoke the tires on this thing. Lock it. Lock up the. Front Ask anyone who is drinking at Porco anytime I show up on an electric motorcycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The patio is fooled. What smoke? Uh, yeah, because this torque is all the torques. Right. Okay. This torque is all the torques. Do you do you, you can release the- smoke and you can ride home on smoke. It's giggle right. factor compared okay. to any yeah. other motorcycle. Take the traction control off. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Electric bikes. Okay. Because I can't get mine to smoke a tire. <clears throat> well, yours okay. isn't this bike. Well, another thing, too, is if you want to smoke a tire, like, I'm going to hold the front brake and wick the fucking thing up and get the backpack off. Yeah, you'll smoke tires till you want. That's all you want. You can turn electrons into smoke. With this machine, with this device, if you like, if you're like, I hate how much mileage I'm getting out of these tires. (laughs) (laughs) I've had this tire way too long. I think it's safe to say you're not a big fan of smoking tires and everything. There are other ways to prove your riding prowess. You know what? As opposed to sitting there putting your front wheel in a wheel chalk, a Condor wheel chalk, smoking your back tire to win a back tire to win a back tire. (laughs) It doesn't come with labor. Right. That's the best scam ever. It's Quaker Steak and Lube having the whole shot burnout contest. Wait, wait, wait. Go to the except, w- wait, except for the for fact that you lit yours on, on fire, fire and did a burnout. Did a burnout. So you had, you know, there is that one time, I guess. Or multiple times. That one just to give them the what for. <laughs> yeah, that was it. One, nobody had ever done it before there, <laughs> which is shameful. Two, we had to make sure people knew that bike was available for right, raffles. Right, right, right. It's advertisement. Pure advertising. Pure advertising. Yes. And three, I was extremely upset that they kept trying to hold my front wheel in place because I am a man and do not want anyone to hold my front wheel except for my own front brake. Point being, done correctly, a flaming burnout is really not (laughs) hazardous to anything 
but it right. looks fucking cool. And you don't have to shave your legs for like. <laughs> you don't have to shave your legs for a long time. It just looks cool. Yeah. It's fucking sexy. Well, yeah, you lost all the hair on your. I legs. did lose all the hair on my legs. Paper plate. In retrospect, oh, I should have been some, wearing something more than a kilt. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the paper plate. And the paper plate on yeah. fuego. Yeah. And the rear license plate bracket on fuego. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was big fire and it looked good. It was so great. anyway. Back to the numbers. Back to the numbers of the Zero SRF. So what is an interesting thing when you're thinking about electric motorcycles is you have to change the way that you think about taking shit with you. So everybody has a cell phone in their pocket and everybody knows that at night when you go home you probably got to plug your phone in. Right. Right? right. We all know that. So go ahead. If I'm on an electric motorcycle, that fucker, my cell phone should charge while it's right in my pocket. There are two USB ports in the gas tank in front of your dick. Boom. In front of the gas tank. There's an SAE port. There's there's power ports all over this fucking bike. There will never be an excuse for like, you know. This is a bit of a weird question. Let's go ahead. Is there any... Is there any... If I want to run my blender off of this bike, can I do it? <laughs> That's a weird question. That's a weird question. That's a weird question. If you and can I, make I kind of know the answer, but... You I, might want a margarita. But hey, event. somebody's going to ask it. It might as well be me. Depends if your blender's a DC blender. Shut the fuck up. Answer, no. No. If you want to put a 12-volt plug on your blender, you certainly fucking can. Okay. But the nominal power on these things is around 100 to 160. You're not going to use your motorcycle as a power wall, a Tesla well, power no, wall. no, no. And if, for no other reason than the fact that your motorcycle batteries are, are DC. Yes. Right? And the AC, the power that comes out. are DC. Torque, 12-volt motor. Right. Okay. Of your lawnmower. So, yeah. <laughs> out of your lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, back to facts. So the range of this thing is in the city about 161 miles, on the highway about 82 miles, in a mixed bag, um, a 109. But don't they change them with speed? So like, if you do 65 on the highway, you get that. But if you do 75, you get different or something? Yes. Okay. Of course. Right. I think well, yeah. the rating, though, on the website said 70 miles an hour. I mean, that's boilerplate. That number's for 70 miles an hour, I thought. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. That's that might decent. be right. Yeah. Okay. Here's the interesting thing about this, and having ridden a lot of zeros, um, usually when you read a, a, a prospect as a brochure or something for like you know, you're uh, you know you're, you're Sibian or you're like a you know weed whacker or whatever it is. I'm reading the prospectus for my Atachi Magic wand. Exactly, and it says seventy five thousand RPMs. What do you normally do when you test it? You realize it's not really seventy five thousand RPMs, right? I'm not getting that quite. I'm not going into the a little more chewed for your chest. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing I tell you from, from these numbers, okay, Steve, you have a which battery do you have in your uh, zero SR? Seven. Seven point two. No, six point five. Six point five. So he's got six point five. So according to this company, in the training, they would say, okay, well your 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 range on his bike is about sixty five miles. Hmm. What's your average range? That you've experienced with your bike. Is it more or less than 65 miles? To empty. From full to empty. I've never gotten it to empty. Okay. All right. But have you ever ridden it more than 65 miles on a charge? 
I've gone 120 miles. On Bingo. Time. That's the. Thank you for giving me the correct answer. And eventually so you're getting to it. At full <laughs> <steam>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Some prizes there. Phil DDS had to pull teeth on that one. Yes, I did. <laughs> no, but so, yeah. The point being that they tend to underestimate. They are conservative as shit when they give their range numbers <laughs> because they know that it is better to not be a Donald Trump when it comes to giving figures like right. yeah. how far something can go. Under-promise right? and over-deliver. Under-promise yes. and over-deliver. So they know that Steve is really fucking happy when he can pull off 110 miles out of his bike that they advertise as being able to go 62 miles. Right? They're the Bill Brasky of bikes. Well, there's a lot to be said <laughs> yeah. for over-delivering to but consumers. If I don't take the freeway, yeah, in mixed driving, yeah. like 35, yeah. 25, 35, 45, like right. all together, it's roughly 90 miles okay. down yeah. to 10%. Okay. So then that And so you more. still have I miles still have left more. after 90. If right. I go on the freeway the whole way, then I'm down to 20%. Exactly. And that's not the biggest battery. No, well, no, that's a his is battery. the smallest battery. That's a small, that's amazing. Well, yeah, yeah the smallest right. battery. It is. Yeah. You're exactly right. We're just using his bike as an example to prove the point, not marketing bullshit. A guy mm. that really owns one, right. that whatever the marketing company and their flyer tells you the bike can do with zero, they tend to go further, mm-hmm. not less, right. more. So on the newer ones, what's, yeah. are, what's the smallest battery that they're... They're all the same. So it's the same from the 65, the, the smaller one? On the new one, so on the yeah. new bike, the SRF, yeah. your choice of standard or premium doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. You're getting a 14.4 battery. Okay? okay? You do not have an option of buying a smaller battery. You're getting a 14.4. That's what you're buying. Okay. Because, go ahead. Oh, no. Because they've decided that most people are going to do that kind of miles. So that in, you know, in a reasonable amount of time, if you want to go out and rip the tits off of it, Okay, you're going to get 82 miles. If you're going to ride it as fast as it can be ridden, okay? And interestingly enough, in testing, they've determined that you can improve these numbers by 15% by adding a windshield. It's, that's true. Because street that fighters are not aerodynamic. So humans aren't aerodynamic. Go ahead. I find that when you whip the shit out of your bike, right. it actually regenerates a lot better. Oh, interesting. And that riding it at a steady speed right. of whatever... Yeah. Is the worst. Is the worst thing yeah. you could do. That if you vary your speed and you really? stop and go, like, okay, yeah. so so just take, like, the metro parks, like that yeah. section from, like, where yeah. your old shop yeah. was yeah. to, like, uh, Berea or uh, whatever that yeah. is. Whatever, so that's, Bandy like, Road. that's... Uh, so you whip the shit out of it yeah. going through there and come back. 50s. Yeah. If you just... Usually go through the park at 30 miles yep. an hour. It uses more power than if you whip the crap out yeah. of it and you're going in the turns hard and you're backing, and you're off, backing and off. And regenerate. And Regeneration is fucking cool, man. Any, it's making power mm-hmm. instead of using brakes. Anybody who has ever driven a Toyota Prius knows <coughs> that that you know stop and go traffic, you get much better, better fuel range. economy than on the highway. Way yeah, better. Yeah. Range. So cool thing. Um, there's also we talked about the price being the same between that SR over there which is this year's model, <laughs> and the bike I just rode uh, being uh, the same price. Except mm-hmm. for the fact that this one has two particular options. Well, not options. Standard features. The first one is called MSC. MSC from Bosch. <coughs> Motorcycle Stability Control. We all know that there is ABS. Check. No problem. You don't have to fucking tell me about ABS. I know what ABS is. Okay. Traction control, on the other hand, can be a fuzzy <coughs> subject. And then there's cornering ABS. And then there's a, a, a slipper, slipper clutch. Okay? 
So basically the whole idea is at no point ever, if you get enough computers involved in the situation, that at no point ever should your tire stop being grippy, right? Because when a tire is no longer spinning and it's, it's stationary and the road is moving <laughs> along, you're moving along over the road, yeah, you're yeah. dragging a tire, you're creating a liquid, it's turning grip into lubricant, right? right. So that ain't cool, all right? Mm-hmm. So what Bosch MSC, and I, how I'm going to tell you guys the story about this Bosch MSC horseshit that I didn't understand <laughs> until three days ago. Do tell. I'm going to tell you. So it turns out if I sent you out into the, uh, I don't know, mountains north of San Diego into a town called Alpine where there's three yeah. feet of snow in the corners. <laughs> uh, right? The pictures are great. Go ahead. What does MSC stand for? M- motorcycle. Someone wasn't paying attention. I know. My God. Fa- you fail. Motorcycle stability control. I'll leave now. It's okay. <laughs> Take the bottle with you. The Bosch MSC. What's Bosch MSC is basically motorcycle stability control. Yeah. Here we go. And what this and just to give you and just to give you what this is, this is every acronym you've ever heard about ABS, ASR, track, tick, tock, whatever the fuck it is. Just give up on all of it. The the Germans, the Germans. worked with everybody. Bosch. Thank That's you. impossible. <laughs> Not the British. <laughs> Even the juice. That wouldn't work. <laughs> Even the juice. Okay. Oh boy. But think about this. Yeah. The Germans, the Germans from Bosch love to sell their products to people that will buy them. And it turns out Bosch doesn't give a shit where they sell it, whether they sell it to KTM or to Ducati or to Mutaguzzi or, or anybody or Volvo. They don't give a fuck. Look at the BMWs. Especially the BMWs. Mm, very nice. Okay? Mm. Bosch wants to have a product that's good enough that every manufacturer has their word in their description. Smart company. Yes, they're a smart company. Mm. Fuck yeah. So they created this MSC. Now, here's the wacky thing about MSC. It's 48 degrees out. Just stopped being a blizzard about two days ago. The roads are clear, but against the sides of the roads, there are giant fucking snowbanks all over the place. And it looks like some weird Santa's village because the snow is perfect and it's per- perfect out in the, next to the roads and everything. What's but the temperature? 48. Okay. 48 degrees. Because when we were down on the ground level at, at sea level, it was about 58. But as we started climbing up, it got colder fast. Mm-hmm. Super cold, super fast. Stop it now. Jesus Christ, that whiskey's getting beat up around there. And, and how, did so, the, how did the hand grips work on the bike? Yeah, hand grip. <laughs> Heated hand grips, dude. Right. Heated hand grips. And if you use the heated hand grips, it will reduce your range on this electric motorcycle. If you well, yeah. use the heated hand grips, well, yeah, it's high, all the same energy. Right? It will reduce the range right. on this motorcycle by as many as four hundred yard meters. Right. Yeah. So nothing. Nothing. Right. Like a quarter of a mile. When the when we <laughs> talked to the engineers and somebody, of course, brought up that that question, he was thrilled when somebody brought it up because he knew he was, he was just, ready. He yeah. was waiting for somebody to say, "Well, if I turn on the heated hand grips, I'm not going to be able to drive very far." And he goes, "Yeah, it'll shorten your range but, by about serious question five hundred meters." Yeah. So you got you have the the hand grips running. Can you run a, a heated vest and and things and other things? Just say what you mean. Strokematic two thousand. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're heated Strokematic two thousand. Look at you. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. You're looking at a fourteen point four. So what I'm telling you guys battery. is. Remember, if you've had an idea, so has Zero, mm-hmm. and they're smarter than you. Right. Well, so the answer is they have five outlets. <laughs> there's nine guys smarter than me here, and there's there, only nine Well, there's, <laughs> there's five outlets. So there's five, <laughs> there's five ways you can plug shit into this motherfucker without spending a dime. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. So if you say, well, I want to play my Pac-Man machine, they've got that. Like, there's mm-hmm. power for that. Right. Okay. Remember, you are riding around on a nuclear reactor's worth of power. Mm-hmm. They're willing to spread it around, except the lender. Do we know what the total voltage <laughs> of the battery is? You know what I mean? Like, it runs now. It runs now. A Ford Escape has a 330 volt battery in it. Right. This runs at a hundred. This is 106 volts. 106. So volt its battery. nominal voltage is around 100. It, can, it runs great between like 96 and 106 volts. All right. Yeah. They so went, go ahead. What's a stand? So like on like a KLR right. or like my bike, right? Yeah. Yeah. My stator or whatever is making right. so much power, I can only plug so much right. shit into exactly. it. So what would be the equivalent in stator terms? Like, like, uh, you know what I mean? Or volts? Or I would have to consult the fuck you book and, okay. and, and see, but I'm sure that when they put it together, there's probably more than 140 watts of available surplus power. Okay. So what which you would need, be, so all you're going to be using is really... I'm, I'm, go ahead. We have an electrical engineer here, right? Right. right. But isn't it just a voltage regulator? So you have a 12-volt voltage regulator. Oh, good question. So it's a DC, a DC converter. So we have 109 right? volts of DC. This bike has something that bike doesn't have, and this is important. Okay. This bike has something that bike doesn't have. The SRF, the new bike, has something that the SR didn't have. Weirdly enough, it's a 12-volt battery. Wow. Hmm. It has a separate 12-volt huh. battery specifically for acting as a waiting room for 12-volt items. It's a buffer. Because a lot of 12-volt regulators need a 12-volt reference voltage to regulate properly. Mm. So you can't just have, like, you know, an old Vespa. Absolutely. You can can start the bike up (laughs) and try to charge the battery, and it ain't going to do fucking shit. Ain't going to do fucking shit. You hook a battery charger up to the battery, show 12 volts, Mm -hmm. take the battery charger right back off, and it will start charging the battery because it needs a reference right. voltage gotcha. before it will actually charge the battery. Exactly. A KLR, like KLR 250, will start and run without the battery and with a dead battery on it. But without that voltage, none of the instrumentation works. It doesn't, the instrumentation, you could be up at red line and the tax reading like 4,000 RPM and mm. the, the temperature gauge is bouncing around and. Nothing is correct until the voltage is, until that battery has some uh, power back into it. I don't know why that is, but that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Dude, these the, guys uh, need to get a room over here. They're like licking each other. I don't. Somebody once said something about no side conversations. I don't remember what was happening. I I have no idea. We don't. So, but so we you, you were speak with each other. With... We just look at each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And that's all it was. Here's a here's a good uh, talking about voltage, man. It gets voltages so amped up. Hey, <laughs> here's, a, here's a good reference for for like we got a new comedian in the midst. <laughs> Chris Battery is feeling threatened. Yes, right. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh, oh my good lord! <laughs> but uh, with battery capacity, what did you say that was like a 14 kilowatt battery? It's a 14 14 kilowatt hour battery. Um, yeah. Think of your typical microwave that's like a 1,000 watts. Right. A 14-kilowatt battery could power that microwave for 14 hours. Exactly. Um, exactly right. Yep. So I, I'm not exactly sure how the 12-volt battery is hooked up to the entire oh, The 12-volt battery is basically just there for motorcycle accessory-type devices and, that people and, like to add to their shit. And your devices, even <laughs> though, really they're, even is, though yeah. they're only making yeah. heat, they're yep. really drawing peanuts compared right. to... Yeah, they really, that's true. Yeah. And the other thing that is really important to remember about, and we're going to talk about that, that's, you know, as far as I'm con- concerned, uh, one of the most important things that this bike does is we address the idea that in America, the idea is I want to ride a really, really long time, so mm-hmm. I need to take more batteries with me, 
right? Mm -hmm. We are still living in a, in a mindset in this country where if you want to go a really long distance, you have to take a lot of fuel with you. And since I can't just buy electricity on the side of the road, I have to bring a lot of electricity with me. Okay, so electricities are electricities are heavy because they come in the form of batteries. Yeah, and they, and they don't get lighter. And they don't get lighter when they're full or empty. It doesn't matter. There is no dry weight on this vehicle. But how long does it take for this to Excellent. charge? Hey, thank you, John. Thank you. Yes. So as luck would have Captain it, Captain Segway over there. Right. As, as luck would have it. Speaking of electric, he's got a Segway. Okay. So yeah. So, the the biggest thing for us when we're kind of when we're looking at this bike and want to make sure that we understand the charging system is really where it's at. This, uh, sorry, quit having the idea of bringing a tanker truck full of electricity with you, because that will not serve you well into our future. A Tesla cannot carry three thousand miles of electricity with it. They built an infrastructure of places that you can take your Tesla to get charged up on the way from New York to L.A. Go ahead. What type of a ch uh, charger can this one use? Level can two. Use a level two? Yes. The most prolific. Did you already say that? That's no, okay. This, no, is the, this is the black so, Labrador of charging systems. So you can you can roll up to any Tesla thing and plug in. No, it. Teslas or, are different. Or any Whole Foods. Yeah, they have their own any, stuff. Oh, okay. If we want to, I'll open up my phone. And I'll do what every fucking no, marketing yeah, geek has yeah, ever yeah, done yeah, yeah. and showed you a thing called PlugShare. Right. And PlugShare will show that. you that within seven feet of your dick, there's already like nine of these chargers. <laughs> right. Okay. Right, right, right. And because there's billions of dollars being spent on the technology of making sure you never have to go too far to get one of these. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because without infrastructure, yes, you do have to go back to bringing all the electrons with you. Okay. But the point being, the idea is if you could make these fuckers charge up faster... Yeah. It wouldn't be such a bite in the dick when you got to stop riding. Right, because there's no, I mean, unless you're an iron butt, like, superhero, even if you're going to ride 200, whatever you said, 250 miles in a day, right. you're stopping at 100 miles to take a piss, get a drink, something. At some point, i got to get off the bike, right? right. So, so at some if, point you, can, if you can get 15 to 30 minutes of charge into right. the bike, that, that's a normal experience. So here's the chart. So here's what it's going to do. Right. If you want to know how this works... Basically, you buy the cheap bike, you buy the, the $2,000 less bike, if you don't care about charging up super-duper-duper fast, mm -hmm. okay? So if you know you're going to charge your bike at home when you get back from work and everything, and you know you're not going to drive more than 100 and some miles in a day, okay? No, it's meant to do that, right? Because it goes both ways. It goes 220 and 110. Oh, much like my friend Eric. <laughs> now he broke it. He goes AC and DC. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, okay. Well, so you get this little thing, though. what it comes down to is if you don't spend extra money and you just take the battery that comes in it and you plug it into a level two charger that you're going to charge that bike at three kilowatts. That's the speed. That's the that's the chooch for your chach. Right. That's how much electricity is coming through the hose. Is right. it okay? Battery design or is it charger design? Charger design. Charger. Okay. okay. Charger so design. the battery's the same, but the charger the design the same, is, is different. But the charger design is different. This thing is scalable. It's infinitely scalable between 3, 6, 9, or 12 kilowatts. So then you get a full skookum, it's going to pump it in there. Now here's the thing that becomes a bit of a trick. Okay? It turns out that when you plug into these things, when you go to Whole Foods or Walmart, depending on your price point, right? Right. There's these things out front, and nobody's ever parked in front of them, and for roughly a dollar an hour, you can buy electricity. Here's a pro tip. 
Yeah. If you park your normal car in those spots yeah. and you pop the hood and you mm-hmm. lay the cord inside and then you close the hood. Yeah. I do it with my lo- Nissan Pal. It looks like your car is charging. It's electric. <laughs> and you can park Snap. better than handicap spots. Okay. But here's what's important right here. You can plug it into your tailpipe and nobody knows <laughs> the difference. Well, four hours. <laughs> so a full charge using a level two charger is four hours because a level two charger, the ones that are in front of Whole Foods, Right. will give you, and this is where it gets a little bit tricky, is they'll give you about 7.2 kilowatt hours, okay? Which means that if you have this bike, the premium, the premium bike has not one but two chargers. The chargers are located here. So you look at where the battery is on the bottom of the bike, if you see the pictures or whatever, the, the bike over there, the big old battery's down here. But then above the battery is your choice of one or two three Charger. three kilowatt chargers. Okay, they have not affected your storage area at all. The storage area where the gas tank used to be is exactly the same. So whether you get it with a three k charger or a six k charger, your storage area will still hold all the stuff you want to have there. You're not relinquishing any space. Whereas with that bike, if you get the enhanced charger, it's going to take away your storage area. Or if you get the power tank, it's going to take away. So your now, storage when you area. get that, you're talking two hours to a full charge. When you get this bike, the way it comes out of the factory, you're getting two hours to a max charge. Max charge. Max That's charge. Not eighty percent, but a hundred percent charge. Ninety-five percent charge because if you know anything about charging electricity yeah, items, the, the last five percent is the longest, is the most expensive when it right, comes to right. charging. All right, John was first. Can we just say this thing is awesome? It's no. What I'm going to tell you. Go ahead and Steve first. My question is: Will a single uh, level two charger support 12k? Support both those charges at one time? No. So you have to put two level yes. two chargers in. You get to it. look cool. You need to go up okay. to Whole Foods, pull in the front, and use both hoses. Good Lord. You can double dildo it. You can <laughs> double tap it. It's a DP, baby. It's and if, a there's, DP. if there's a Nissan Leaf occupying the two other space, inputs. can you take it out yes. and put it in your bike? <laughs> that would be cool, wouldn't it? Slow clap. Only, if, only right. if you leave a ball mark on their so, dashboard. Like the electrical up. engineer in the room. Yes. Why hasn't there been an alternator or something to charge the batteries on the <laughs> there is, and it sucks, and it doesn't work. It's called well, a motor. It's called a motor. It's a gasoline <laughs> motor. They, no, no, no. they put them in every... Uh, no, it's called the motor to, itself. It's called a Prius. <laughs> this get, would, I know. That, this would be called a... Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. Special no, seriously. Gas. Why can't they self-charge? You can't. It's a self That would be called perpetual motion. <laughs> yeah. So you're running on a road. Charge the batteries yeah. at the same time. Well, well, it does. It has regenerative braking. Yeah, the motor yeah, itself can only do so much. Right, yeah. yeah. But only when you're slowing I know they're not down. hitting your point. No, I'm not doing that. You can do it. I know you can. I work on people. Yeah, but how come there's not a what? How come there's not a... Like a charging... A generator. You mean a, a, a machine that turns gasoline into electricity? No, no, no. no. For That's the cool. electric bike, right? you got to charge the battery somehow. Right, exactly. Charge them while you're driving. Okay, okay. now what would charge them? An alternator. A solar panel? Nah, help practical. Them, help them out. An alternator? But what spins the well, alternator to make the electricity? you're talking about, is a perpetual wheel. motion machine. Ah, well, if the back wheel is spinning the alternator, we have to make the back wheel spin somehow. Right, so it okay. charges as it drives. Yeah, but right. it takes more power. But it takes, it takes more that power, much power right. to produce. What you're talking about is what is known as a perpetual, perpetual motion, motion machine. machine. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who claim to have made Because them. you cannot get more energy out of an equation than what you, put, you put into, into it. it. Exactly. There's <laughs> frictional losses, etc. Unless you drink whiskey. And then, uh, in I which case, just you get a lot more energy. I just had to have the bottle. Now, here's something that's 
that comes into the part everybody should give a fuck about, which is riding the bitch. Mm-hmm. To, to paint this picture again, this road was the third curviest road I've been on recently. I was really surprised when you posted the pictures to see as much snow <laughs> There's a lot in of snow. the turns. Like, I was like, at first I thought it was an illusion. I'm like, oh, there must be some kind of shit. And I was like, no, that's snow in the background. At turn number 247, yeah. I like to run, <laughs> when I'm riding a bike, when I'm riding a motorcycle aggressively, I tend to put myself close to the inside line. Mm-hmm. Okay, So if there's a, a wall next to me, if there's a, a tree next to me, if there's a, a curve, I tend to be close to the mountain. I tend to be with my shoulder right. very close to the mountain, very close to the edge of the road. Why? Because if there's gravel or, yeah. or molasses or grizzly bear shit, I can swing out. Like, right. okay, I can always slide that way. Right. But if I'm already on the double yellow line and I run into a weird thing or like a, a Mexican vehicle in the other lane yeah. coming at me, yeah, which happens, yeah. right? I then, my only out is to go into head-on traffic. Yeah. So the idea is if I set myself up to the very far right of the lane and something weird happens, you got I room. have eight feet of lane to play with right. to get around the problem. That's cool. So as I was doing that, and as I am on the inside lane, and as I am doing my best to keep a forward focus, and the group I was riding with, anybody would call them an A group, okay? Mm-hmm. These guys are straight up, well, these are very aggressive riders. You'd hope. It's like journalists and owners. Um, and- at one point, the guy leading the ride said, if any of you guys... The rules of this ride are is that nobody's allowed to pass me. And if you do pass me, there will be an application waiting for you back at the, at the ranch. Oh, nice. Okay? Because nobody was passing him. Yeah, right. Let's just call it what it is. It's like Wayne Rainey or something. Nobody's right? passing yeah, right. this guy. All right? He knows the zeros very well, and he's taken many of us idiots on this particular road. Right. So he knows where the raccoon likes to stand on the corner or whatever, right? Right, right. He knows. But, but remember, we did say snowstorm. So the snowstorm rolled through there, and when snow happens on the top of a mountain, it tends to go down as it melts and takes all the gravel and shit with it. Oh, yeah. So these roads, not only were they beautiful curvy roads, but there was very fine little tiny gravel on those roads. But then there were tire tracks made by the cars and trucks that are going on it. So on a road, you would have, like, a left track, a right track, where you hooked up real good. Right. And then you had the gravelly bits where you didn't hook up so good at all. Right. Okay? Now, the interesting thing about this MSC thing from Bosch is all of us guys, all of the 24 people, when we got done and we were riding the bike to the top of this mountain, to this beautiful lake and having coffee at the top of it, we all got off the bikes and we said the same thing. Holy shit, the suspension on this bike and the tires on this bike must be the best suspension and the best tires in the world because on a 48-degree day at 72 miles an hour going into 30-mile-an-hour turns... Mm -hmm. I never felt the traction control. I never, you know, you know, when you feel traction control, you know you're being controlled. But that's because it's 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 an electric motor. You're not dealing with an engine where you're Go fucking ahead, with it. Does it have a yaw sensor on it or it something? It has a Yahoo sensor. It's got all the sensors. Okay, <laughs> but it's yeah. an immediate response, right? Because you're dealing with electric. And this is exactly it. Remember that in gas-powered motorcycles, right? If a traction control device says, "I am detecting your back wheel slipping." I have to now then change the spark, take spark away, I have to take fuel away, and then from the second I take, or the moment I take fuel away, then we got to wait for valves to cycle and booms to go boom and exhaust to go out. There's a fucking delay, and we've Mm -hmm. all felt it, between when, holy shit, I'm starting to slip, and okay, we got her back now. Yeah, right. Okay? Now, the weird thing was, every single one of us that were doing this ride, we all got off the bikes and said, best tires in the world, best suspension in the world. Pirelli, Rosa Corsa 3s, 
And that suspension wasn't set up for you individually. Oh, no, no, no. We did not have anybody from Race Tech. No, you just jumped on Going to the bike and going, I'm sorry, Phil. We need to do static sag and stuff before you go out right. on this death-defying road on this bike with 140 foot pounds of torque. Right? No. It was just like, keys, have fun. You know? <laughs> One size fits all. Right. Yeah. What happened, though, is we get to the top and the engineers are riding with us. And we get to the top of the mountain and we're all sitting there going, man, I'm great. I'm the best goddamn rider I've ever been. <laughs> I'm, I never use the traction control. Take that, bitch. <laughs> and Abe goes, oh, no. You were using the traction control the entire time. How do you know I'm not that good? Because 140 foot-pounds of torque says that you were using the traction right. control the entire yeah. time. No, the thing just, is, it happens so fast, you can't feel it. So it's a millisecond. If I stabbed you in the finger with a, a knife... Before Again? the signal could get to your brain to tell you you've been stabbed, that traction control has already worked. Here's the thing with with these brushless DC motors that they're using is, and this is going to get nerdy, uh, but these... Pete <laughs> 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 just threw up the kind of short symbol. <laughs> no, please go. No, these right. bikes use yeah. what's called field-oriented control. Okay. Um, so every single rotation of the motor and this thing is sensing current to yep. each of the motor phases and it's 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 really it's got a, it's got an incredible amount of insight on what is control. happening yep. it, with every single rotation of the motor and it's not is, a rotation it's a movement of well, five degrees right right, right. every right. single phase when, right. when you think of a motor it, this isn't like that it's it's actually got like 50 or so coils in it's the entire thing and what Nick, could you define the term phase? Phase. Oh, these these uh, electric motorcycles use what is called a brushless DC motor. Mm -hmm. So the rotor itself has what it's made of is a a metal multiple coils. The rotor is actually multiple magnets. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the coils are on the outside of it, and uh, so several coils. Better. Yes. So so if you think of a magnet, it has two sides, north and south pole. Um, so it alternates back and forth around the entire rotor. And so obviously there has to be an even number of poles on the magnet. But the, the, uh, the stator itself, which, goes, which is the coils that go around the rotor, um, they have a, a different number of poles than, right. the, than the magnet. So every time, this is weird to... To describe when I've had well, as, as much beer as like I have. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost like a flywheel or whatever. But every time the armature rotates, it only aligns up with the magnets at certain areas. Right. Yes, stuff like exactly. That. So and you have, say you have, and say it's you the have alternation 10 coils and you have 10 magnets. They only so, line up in their optimum's area you know, at certain periods of And the time. alternating current pulls that to the next magnet. But, right. but you could also say that there's offset phase. The phase, it's offset sinusoidal waves so that you have power. You have It's like a, a multi-cylinder engine. Okay, only, like, nobody heard that. They heard all the other ones. So say it again. It's an offset sinusoidal wave, so it's like a multi-cylinder engine almost. Right. Exactly. So, so it's smooth. basically, for every rotation of the rotor, that's the magnets, the, the coils are firing several times in order to get it to each position to, to spin the rotor. And the thing with field-oriented control, which is cool, is that it's sensing the amount of current that it takes to fire that, that, uh, that coil. 
Um, so it's able to actually read the position of the rotor without any other sensors. Exactly. And you know what, Nick? What makes it all worth doing when you've got this kind of motor? I mean, because this is this is a 900 amp controller that this is going through. Mm -hmm. So we are we have far more motor than than this company's ever done before. The motor in this thing is much, much, much wider than the motor in that thing. Hmm. There's a lot more magnet surface area in this motor. It is hmm. dynamically bigger. Um, it cools a lot better. It doesn't overheat. It, it's this thing is is a true generation beyond where it was before, well, that's what, and that's why we're picking up an extra forty percent of power. So besides right? all the yeah. stuff that you're talking about, this bike when I when I read all the press releases, because yeah. after I didn't even know this was happening until I saw your post, yeah. and then I was like, oh my god, I have to research this, mm -hmm. right? This is like a completely redesigned, like everything from where the There's, pivot point of the suspension is, the arms. I think they said the only parts that are shared between the two bikes are the foot pegs. Right. Okay. But getting so, back to what you're talking really about. Shares the foot pegs? Yeah. Shares the foot pegs. Well, getting yeah. back to everything that you're I talking about and how you felt so confident in the bike, <laughs> yeah. are they using any kind of an electronic suspension? No. It's no, nothing no. like that. The, electro, the, just... the suspension is a dumb suspension. Wow. It's a fucking monster suspension. No, of course. But, but I mean, it's show but, is top shelf. But really, it's not adjusting right. anything or anything no. like that. Wow, that's amazing. That's, that's the way it, is, and I, and it is what it is. Go ahead. Is there any jump on the weight between? Yes, the, the there is, and, and that bike is heavier. So uh, it turns out wow. that well, no, that bike is lighter until. So this bike weighs in at around four hundred and ninety pounds. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, wet or dry doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Phil, yeah. what's your equation? What's that? You you have an equation. I do for bikes and under four hundred pounds. Right. And over how many horsepower? Forty. Like, my usual thing is, yeah. This kills it. This kills it. Yeah, this absolutely kills, kills it. it. Absolutely <laughs> destroys it. Let me put it um, this way. My Super T is 600, with all the shit I have on right. it, 670 pounds, and I'm lucky to have 98 horsepower, right. and it can be scary. Well, yeah. And yeah. this is a 490 pounds right. with yeah. 110, yeah. and, yeah. and I think my, my torque is like 70. Right. That's twice. It's yeah. double. This is 140 torques. Yeah. But you know what everyone's really impressed with is the fact that uh, the, the dashboard changes color. <laughs> oh shit! Of course, Seriously. you can customize. Where do you purchase a wheelie bar for this? Well, yeah, yeah. Does it have an ambient temperature? Yes, it does. And I was afraid. That was the question that. I asked. <laughs> they fixed that. Yeah. We're in a room with these fucking engineers and everybody who's in there, right? And I said, and they're all like, me, 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 puking data, me, me, puking data. I was like, is there a temperature gauge? Not just for the motor, yeah. the ambient temperature gauge. And the guy's like, yes. And I went. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Thank you. Because the, <laughs> the sensor exists on all these bikes. They just don't have a slot for it on the display. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, but what is cool about this is that motorcycle sitting right there has three modes traction. It has eco mode, it has custom mode, and it has sport mode. And, and mm -hmm. just the, the down and dirty is eco is going to get you the maximum range. It might not be so much fun. It's going to get maximum range. Um, sport mode is going to... Fuck it. Burn the tire. They don't give a shit. Yeah, in sport heads. mode. Yep. Right? And there's no regenerative braking. There's no regenerative coasting. That's sport mode. It's it's there because you are going as fast as you can go. And then there's the custom mode where you set it up what you want. Your torque package, how what your top speed is, what your regenerative is, and everything else. On the new bike, there's, instead of eco, they call it rain. So there's rain. There's street. There's sport, and then there's custom. But it's not just one custom, it's ten customs. Oh, that is So nice. you can build ten different custom maps. Any other motorcycle you buy, oh. you get a map. 
Well, now there's going to be social media. Yes, there and is. There's going to be guys out there like, okay. oh, I have Wayne Rainey's fucking custom. Exactly. Yeah. Now, <laughs> hey, want to make it better? How about the fact that it, the motorcycle is fucking comfortable? How about, like, mm-hmm. when I sit on it, I have room. I can move around. There's a pass, like, you put a passenger on the back, there's plenty of room for the passenger. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Badger were on the bike, no problem whatsoever. Does, so. it, does a passenger change the range at all? Again, your yeah, mileage maker. Like, yeah, right. yeah, right. Define passenger Milwaukee. Right, right, yeah, right. right exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then there's that. <laughs> and then you get into where I thought was really, um, if somebody bumps your bike, you get a text message. Wow. <laughs> Does it have a GPS? Yes. Ah, that's Wait, awesome. It, it has. I'm not shitting you. Cell phone? If you don't Hotel? know, if you're not sure, the bike can tell you where it is. Can you summon it? Find my phone. <laughs> can you, <laughs> you can get, you, you can geofence it. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, okay. You can geofence your bike. You can if if somebody bumps your bike or the side stand goes up, it can alert you. Hmm. Yeah. And it can also track your route. So if you go a certain route and you want to know this is the route that I go to work every day, am I on my am I on time? Or am I faster than I usually am? Or is this is a particular route I like to ride? It turns every route that you would normally make into a racetrack because now you can keep track. Your telemetry is there for so every fucking ride. It has ride. Strava for m- motorcycles. It does. And what else is really fucking cool is um, it can get its own updates. So it can actually grab data from the company. The company can say, we've, we've modified it. we got a firmware update, and it's doing it while you sleep. So in the yeah, morning, it's Skynet. It is Skynet. I'm about to say, you walk it down in the Skynet. morning, and it's like, Hi, Skynet Dave. is officially building my motorcycle. <laughs> we have an unofficial show and tell a cool tool? going around. All right, yeah, we, we get a cool tool. When will you have one of these? What's that? Yeah. April, April 15th-ish. Yeah, so that's why I'm expecting everybody to come and do a demo ride. Because what I can tell you is gravel, cold roads, ultimately chili tires, right? A guy who hasn't ridden since November on roads that are tighter and turnier than I'm used to in a group of people that ride faster than I do. You had more snow in California than we we had here. Absolutely, without a doubt. That bike is the best motorcycle I have ever ridden in my life. Done. I cannot say anything beyond that. Any motorcycle that I have ever ridden, race bikes that were on loan to me from racing companies, um, this is the best bike I've ever ridden. Now that's your superlative. No, it is the best. Yeah. So are are you sure that this is a little bit random, but are you yeah. sure that in sport mode there is no regenerative braking? No. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say that that comes for free, so right. it probably still has. Well, it. and again, I'm sure every time you again, hardly break, yeah, yeah, yeah it's right. going to yeah. yeah. And the nice thing about this is the only thing that you can't turn off whilst moving is the ABS. So there's laws now about ABS that says that in order to turn ABS off, you have to be stationary. But well, these are not off. Want, well, they're why, not. They're, I mean, even in sport mode, why wouldn't you want regenerative braking? I mean, to, oh, do you know to, why? To just no, no, make it, just yeah. make it like I'll a braking, braking, right? Like whoop. Because for people that are on a racetrack, that for people that are literally working on shaving one one hundredth of a second off of a turn every single time, you want that level. You want break. You're braking to be one hundred percent consistent. Okay, so okay. you want to know that you can come into the turn and you can break at this braking marker at this point, and you don't get any extra slowing, because the one thing that's weird on a racetrack is you are literally inc- imp- trying to improve your lap time by a, a one hundredth of a second. Mm-hmm. I agree with I, you on that. I'm going to say I agree, but yeah. how can you get more consistent? 
than the drag that an electric motor would create in regenerative braking. Right. I mean, like, you should be able to, like... Well, except for braking, feel for me is everything. Yeah. Okay. I, I just so. brought that... I only brought that up because I... The thicker rubber makes your dick bigger, bigger but oh, you don't God. feel it as much. I, I only brought that Tried up because, yeah. because I didn't want to. I didn't want people to think that regenerative braking wasn't sporty. Um, no, no, regenerative braking can be extremely and, sporty, and it is yeah. absolutely free as a with, substitute with these for motors. Heat. Right, and um, especially coming from like motors that yeah. do that naturally yeah. when you let off the gas. Absolutely, like you're not gonna you're not gonna right. notice a difference. And another thing that you want to remember for the racetrack is there's a lot of times when you're braking and gassing at the same time. Right. Yep. Or what about if you come up behind somebody, you're like drafting them, and you're like <laughs> sucking in too tight. Yeah. You just want to roll off the throttle yeah. enough. You don't want to fall back. You don't back. want to fall back. Right. You just want to, like, yeah. the, the problem, maintain. too, with, with the regenerative braking on any of these things mm-hmm. is that it's it's uh, digital, right. not analog. analog. And if right. they had an analog uh, uh, you could lever, you'd be able to, like, have a range of, of, of braking. And, and the zeros you have, you let off the throttle, you have... Level one yep. uh, regeneration. When you, when you hit the brake just right. a hair, and yep. the brake light comes on, then you get level two. That's right. But there's no. But but it's a distinct uh, one or oh, two. Oh, you can feel it's the difference not, dramatically yeah, when you're riding the zeros as they are sitting right now. You can feel the difference between okay. regeneration and brake regeneration. So it's all so it about nice brake feel. Yeah, it is. Forcing yeah. Yeah. It would be nice if they had a pot on there where you. It eased into it, so say mm-hmm. like the first five millimeters of travel in mm-hmm. your yeah. brake lever would be a, a analog pot that would. Uh, I bet you, you could probably your, set that, right? I'm gonna. S- you I'm can gonna set that. You could set the the uh, a level of regeneration. Regeneration, yes, you but you, uh-huh. but it's only it's in distinctly it's two different gotcha. levels. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, it's it's level one and level two. Oh, okay, and then you. Uh, engage your hydraulic braking. And this whole and the whole thing now is they've got a completely new app for the bike. So it's it's not just what you had before. It takes this times like nine. Okay. So the app, what it can do, even the display on the bike itself, when you change modes, which now is super simple to do, it's it's far more intuitive. When you change modes, the entire dashboard color changes hmm. to let you know that you are in a different oh. mode. Oh, that's cool. Does and it turn red for you can pick what color okay. you want it okay. to be. <laughs> so if you want unicorns and shit, you can have unicorns and shit. Right. You can also change backgrounds and whatever you want to do. Right. So, so besides yeah, the charger, what other things do you get for mm-hmm. the difference between the standard and the So the biggest thing right here is the fact that for two thousand dollars more they're giving you a charger that would cost you twenty four hundred bucks. Right. So if you decide, you know, I want a bike, and maybe uh, maybe in a year I'm going to buy the extra charger. Don't do that because that charger right there is going to cost you an extra twenty three hundred bucatinos. Now for two thousand bucatinos, you get the charger and you get the heated grips and you get the windshield. So that's just all about being smart with your money. Okay. Okay. And speaking of Go that, ahead. so as a dealer, yeah. What uh, has the pumpkin taken away any incentives? Are there are there incentives for still buying an electric motorcycle? And it, what kind of financing do they have on these? Seven years. But are there any like so? Are there yeah, any tax many incentives states or anything. Or? Different states have different incentives. Okay. Right now, our federal tax incentive has been de-Trump of our. It's been taken away. Right. So we used to have a ten percent incentive mm-hmm. so you could get a rebate on your taxes for 10 percent of the purchase price of this bike so you'd get two thousand dollars back from right. the tax man for buying that and that incentive has gone away now some mm-hmm. states have a 900 dollars tax credit some states have a 600 dollars tax okay. credit consult your local legislature to find out if your but state there are has ways to take incentive. that price that you talked about yeah. and bring it down a little bit just by yeah if you're a veteran hmm. or if you're a police officer or you're a firefighter 
You might get up to $1,250 off of the purchase price of the bike. Wow. Um, if you're an MSF instructor or an MSF student. Is there a waste version, version of this? Treatment. What's that? Is there going to be a waste um, version? This person, yes. And this person sitting at the table did get a, a first responder discount. Oh, nice. So he can tell you it is not fake. It is real. It right? is. Yeah, you're going to get a discount when you buy the bikes if you can. When those turns get unruly, I'm the first one. You're the first one. Ah, ah, ah. So that's uh, that. Just to to give you the basic idea, and for people that want to go, and this is now for the haters portion. So for the haters portion, I will now offer the following piece of information Mm -hmm. for the haters. They're going to say that in the advertisement, the bike can go 200 miles of range. Because it is advertised as going 200 miles of range. Mm-hmm. In order to accomplish the 200 miles of range, you must do the following. I'm you assuming must... that's not at 125 miles an hour. <laughs> no. <laughs> City. <laughs> Didn't need to be said. Right? You know, when they tell you about your car getting 45 miles to the gallon, they're not talking about it 200 miles per hour. Right? Unless it's a Fiat 500. CUNA standards. Right? Okay, so... What's that off a cliff? Yeah, right. Okay. So in order to get 200 mile range, it doesn't matter which one you buy. In order to get 200 miles per range, you got to sacrifice your storage area on the top of the motorcycle and buy the extra 3.6 kilowatt battery, mm. which means you're taking you up to uh, 18 kilowatts, 18. Uh, which is reasonable. I think so. Totally. And once again, we're saying we're not saying that we're going to make it standard that you have to take all the batteries on the planet with you, because. Giving a quick glance at the, the charging. Remember, if I have the ability to charge this bike for um, 161 miles of range, or even if we call it 109 miles of mixed range, because, you know, you drive it like right. a real person. In two hours. In two hours. Yeah. Why would why would you want the extra battery? It's going to make it top heavy. Or I could spend, instead of spending $2,800 on a battery, I could spend $2,200 on an extra charger that lives on the bike. And now I could take the six this down to one hour. Right. So you need four. But then umbilicals. you need to take up two Whole Foods parking spots. <laughs> no, just one, because there's two hoses on each one. Oh, okay. Right. So those are the feet of length. Put on the line between them right. right. and I, double donger, double like double dip, <laughs> quadruple so donger. So if I were the guy that, that wanted to ride a longer distance, what I would probably do is I would go ahead and I would get the six k optional. Charge tank, which you know we have already. The technology on the standard, on no on this one. So I buy the premium, oh. which has six K on board already. I get the heated grips, which I'm going to use a lot, and the windshield windshield stupid. But anyway, but I'm going to get that. I'm going to spend the extra twenty two hundred oh, bucks. Then might now on hold on guys, because now we just made that bike's MSRP go from twenty nine twenty twenty one hundred dollars or twenty one thousand dollars. We just made it go to twenty three three hundred twenty three thousand doll hairs. Twenty four. Is that 2295? 2295, 23, yeah. 23, yeah. So $24,000 hairs. So for 20, well, that's not. That's in, that's in the other calendar. This is 2100. So if I add that to it, it's going to be 23300. Yeah, so 23300. So for $23,300, I now have an actual practical bike that will charge itself completely in, in one hour or less. $7,000 less than the. That gets, mystical. That, gets, and the mystical. that gets maybe 100 miles to a charge. Maybe. Maybe 100 maybe. miles to a charge. Well, and no, no, certainly has lower numbers than this. Um, but you know what you don't get? You don't get the, the gear wine that they engineered you into the bike. You do not get the Harley sound. And you don't apparently. get the badge. And you right. don't get the badge. 
But what I do think is interesting is that with all the stuff that's on here, especially the traction control system and the CCM system, those are two things that you will actually use every day you have the bike. Yeah. Now that we've just done a one-hour commercial for the Zero, yeah. can they send us a bottle of bourbon, please? They probably will. Something no. that's no, no, you should interesting. See, you no, should see the steak they paid me. Yeah, no, but yeah let, they paid me already. Going yeah. back how to good was that? It was amazing. This is something that you've now you've you've how long have you carried zero? About three years. Three, three years. years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So like people talk about the maintenance, but what is the realistic maintenance of these bikes once you buy them and you charge them? Tires. That's it. Right? Brakes. I haven't really put much. much. What? Do you need to like lubricate no. suspension Oil? parts or? No, I mean belts fifteen thousand miles. See, the belts forty thousand miles. Forty thousand miles. So if you own one forty thousand miles, shit. <laughs> no, but, that, but that, well, seriously, this is, a, this is yeah. a factor. If you have right. a commuting motorcycle, right? Oh, believe me, we've done the workups. Yeah, and they I mean, have oil too. and things and chains if and you, this and that. It all adds if up. If you own a thousand cc sport bike that's built in the last twenty years, right? Your valve adjustments, right? Exactly. Do not exactly come up on glacial scales. Mm -hmm. They come up kind of rather suddenly. And your tires, and right. your brakes, and your chain, chains, right, and, and your clutch plates. And right? clutch you know what I just realized? And oil, right, just itself. The yeah. Harley Davidson has a right angle yeah, it drive. Right it has a gearbox. No, it, it has to have oil. oil. Stupid. Right. A bevel drive. A bevel yeah. drive. Yeah. That's yeah. how they get the sound. It has they oil. Did that? All right. I, I think the MSC yeah. is going to be as essential as ABS. Oh no, I think it is too because they've because given the bike too much power. Why wouldn't you buy? Yeah. I mean, right now I. That's kind of one of the things I look at, yeah. like in a bike for yeah. ABS, because it saved my ass a couple right. of times. So mm -hmm. once you get used to this MSC, mm -hmm. that could really, that could really be a game changer as far could. as avoiding a deer a, or a, you know a critter in the road or going or, seventy-five or, miles an hour through a thirty-five mile hitting corner. gravel in the yeah. in, in a corner or yeah. something. So I mean, why wouldn't you want that? I ran. I was cornering on the inside line as I do, and right in front of me as I'm making this ridiculous bonsai run I saw one third of Frosty <laughs> like Frosty's lower region had rolled down the mountain and what probably happened is like an acorn started up there and by the time it got down to the road it was three foot diameter ball of snow okay that's what I like to think would have happened right. but the point being at my accelerate at my advanced speed right and at a very short amount of information to know when I was going to do it Remember, I didn't have an entire lane to be like, I have a whole lane, it's great. No, I had the track, the tire track I was in, and mm -hmm. then I had gravel, and then I had a tire track. Because, once again, all that stuff coming down at the right. mountain made a couple of clear grooves that were good adhesion. But then you get off of those, and you were on roll spit. California right. is beautiful. Yeah. The roads are actually beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're going up through mountain canyons and yeah. stuff, they're Weather not changes. necessarily beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. No. They're not like... Clean, nobody's come by and cleaned them off and everything not like that. Go ahead, Chris. Can you talk about the comfort? and? Yeah, so the seat, that seat behind us, the SR, the best thing you can do to that motorcycle is fix the seat. Like, I mean, that is one of those times where you ride that bike for an hour and, boy, your balls hurt. I didn't feel like that was extremely comfortable. Right, it's, a very, it's a very Spartan seat, okay? And this thing is the opposite. The seat is fucking thick. It gives you a great distribution of your weight. It's not like a playing card shoved between your ass cheeks. Um, it is a real seat. And they, they have improved the bike from a rider's standpoint so much. The handlebars, the relationship between the handlebars and the front forks, plus they've gone to a bigger, beefier fork, uh, bigger, bigger, beefier it suspension. It's yeah. the shape of the seat. No, is it two? It looks yeah. Like the, the, it's two pieces, right? This is more of a heart-shaped seat. So this has more right. of the support area for your left buttock and your right buttock. 
right? So it's more of a three points of contact seed huh. as opposed to that, which is a ridgeline up your tank. So how Did long? You... All right, it's a race. Go ahead, Chris. How long were you on the bike? Uh, over an hour. Okay. Yeah. So you felt comfy. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. No, no problem. And then we changed bikes, and we changed bikes, and we went on the. Uh, I rode back on a DSR, which is that bike but taller, the adventure version of that bike. And it was a real interesting experience to go from the SRF, which is this, like, it's burly and it's street fightery and everything else, and then to go onto this bike that is, like, it's more of a tall thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this thing is more down to the ground like a bulldog, whereas the uh, DSR is more like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's, like, no, the it's D- more, like, up. Yeah. Is the DSR an adventure, so they're, they're expecting to go on fire roads and stuff? Oh, the DSR can go anywhere. So do they have the ability to shut off traction control on the rear wheel? Yes. No, the DSR doesn't have traction control. Oh, okay. Yeah, it has ABS. Okay. Right. So that's what I like about the FXS. Yeah. Because it seems like you have more room. Yes, you do. You because you have, back, yeah, you have a exactly. long flat seat. Exactly, a long flat seat. seat. And what I can say is the wheelbase on the new bike, the SRF, the wheelbase is much longer. Hmm. So you're getting a longer bike. You're getting a bike that does, it's, it's more 1,200 size. It's hmm. more... Thousand cc size, whatever metric you want to use. It just looks it's good, bigger. man. It's almost badger on the back seat. I mean, yeah, I mean, not the same, not shape, the same, right? But not the same thing. But she, uh, she had more room than any of these bikes. Right. Yeah, she definitely for a passenger, it's a hell of a lot more hmm. nice accommodations. Um, and the back of the motorcycle, you see that the back of the motorcycle stops at about where the rear axle is on that bike, right. mm-hmm. and uh, so they like short changed you like a foot of motorcycle. And on the other one, it, it goes all the way back. Yeah. They, I noticed that they had the BMW um, uh, splash stopper on yeah. the back. Yeah, they do, that... have the, they do have the rear James Bond bumper. Mm-hmm. So it has the rear bumper on the back of the bike. Mm-hmm. And that's where the plate is, too, which is really right. sexy. it's kind of neat. So that was, I thought that was a really cool touch. Now, is that a lock? Do you have to keep that? Or, like, what's going on with that? Oh, fuck me. I don't know. I mean, I don't hate it or anything. I'm I don't know. It I thought it looked badass. Yeah, I thought I it mean, looked pretty cool myself. I, I'll pull it up in a second. I thought it was fucking gorgeous. Uh, I thought that that really made the bike look cool. It did. Uh, I really I really digged kind of that, you know, that rear bumper. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, oh. and it's big. I mean, it's serious, too. It's it, got the BMW splash. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a delicate piece of plastic back there. I mean, it looks like it could take a hit. It looks like, oh. Yeah, it looks really neat. <laughs> I heard um, that it's legitimately a bumper. It is like a, really, a no, European it is, bumper. No, it, yeah. is, it meets the European standards of right, being right. the bumper that is required now, by law to have. Speaking of that, so you've been talking about this bike here in the yeah. States where we yeah. have these vast states and giant open plains yeah. and stuff. But I can see this dominating Europe. Of course. I mean, this like is... Where you have, like, you yeah. know, like going from three countries, you can do it in one charge. I'm, I'm at the point with this bike that... Except France. <laughs> France. I really, I really like. I really think that it's going to make it harder for me to. The way that I would use a bike like the Interceptor. Yeah. The way that I would use a bike, um, like a lot of sport bikes I've had, like where or commuters, the NC750 is fucked. Well, the Honda. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, the thing is, price. I mean, prices. We're not going to ignore the fact that it's twenty-one thousand dollars to play this game, and even if you have seven years to pay for it, right? Look at the front. Look at the sticker on that bike and see what the payment is for seven years, right? Less than three hundred. It is less than three hundred. Yeah. And but what's the operating yeah. cost of? When well, you up- talk about that price, yeah, you know that price puts you right up again. The only the only thing that sells this bike, yeah, is that it's ten thousand dollars cheaper than a live wire. Oh, of course, that is now, the biggest. Sales I know pitch you've ever, never. I don't think you, you haven't had an opportunity. Well, no, it's the strongest thing. You haven't had the opportunity to ride a live wire. Yeah, I really wish that I would have had an opportunity to ride but a live wire. I'm gonna. 
presume that yeah. you would like this bike over a live wire. The numbers, everything else, this, presumes that this is a well, better and bike. And the live wire that I sat on, and the live wire that I was denied a test ride on because the live wire was broken. So the live wire that <laughs> right I wanted there. to ride, and what I'll say is, out of this test we had with all these bikes that were there, not one of them got broken in the weekend, in the three days of us having the bikes and going out and riding them. And actually, I know that sounds like a bad standard, but I've been at a lot of motorcycle launches and a lot of motorcycle demos where Aprilia brought out a whole flock of supermotos, and over the course of a day, one day, they broke about 30 or 40% of them. And 20000 yeah. for this motorcycle yeah. is basically the same as like 30000 40000 for a Prius. Right. Like the, the, the electric vehicles have come out typically a little bit more expensive mm -hmm. than their internal combustion rivals, yeah. and so that's normal. That's yeah. not out of the... It makes sense. Two-part question. One, yeah. did anybody test the integrity of this vehicle on your ride? No. And that was the weirdest thing. There was one crash. We had one crash out of four groups of 20-some people per group. Mm -hmm. We had one crash. And it was when we were at the restaurant at the top of the mountain, top of the hill, some cat pulled up on a Harley Davidson. <laughs> I shits you not. Oh, and he proceeded to crash the fuck out of it right in front of all of us. <laughs> and I can only say... There have been very few people on planet Earth that have been that embarrassed. Because he came in on a big black, black, blackety black, blacked out bagger with his girl on the back. And proceeded to somehow, I don't know, on flat, smooth, dry pavement, crash it. And then in the process of crashing it, pin the throttle. And then it caught and jumped into the back of a parked car. Nice. Insult into injury. Yeah. And so, of course, at this point, 18 people who are just got done impressing themselves on zeros went over and, like, helped him get his shit up. And, like, to the wreck, to the, anyway, there were only two classes of people, the people that were helping and the people who were laughing. <laughs> there was nobody being like, fuck you, you dipshit. You know, nobody was grinding this guy. Nobody kicked him while he was down. Nobody kicked him while he was down. Yeah. Right. Nobody said, so how do you like your life while you're now, bitch? No. No. <laughs> he was on a street glide, you know? But that was the thing. There was only one crash, and it wasn't any of us. Yeah. So that was a big thing, too. I mean, and there's various levels of skill in the group of people that were there. Not, this, this wasn't an invitation to people to ride on racetracks. This was the launch. This was we invite our dealers to come out and be a part of the launch of this equipment. Go ahead. What kind of dealer swag did you get? I got, I got, a, I got a book bag. I got a hat. Yeah. No, I've had this from before. But anyway, but yeah, they did give us some swag. But... There's a. What is important is they have a commitment to dealer support on this bike, so that you're not allowed to get this bike shipped to you until you can prove that you've gone through the new dealer, the new uh, technical training. So they're not. Congratulations! I hope your dealer sells a lot, hundred of them, but you ain't going to get shipped one until you send your technician to training at one of our four or five training events around the country. And and by the way. Around the country. One. So, yeah, there's one in... I'm going to go to the one in Toronto, Ontario. Okay. Because it's only four and a half hours away. Right. There's one in Philly. Wow. There's oh. one in Georgia How or Texas. How cost for that? It's free. Can I, no. can I be able to go? Well, I could take you. You want to go? I'd love to go. To, I'd okay, we'll go. I'd love to go to that. Yeah, we'll go. It's the... I think Steve, it's, you're going to get drunk while you I think it's there. the 19th. Yeah, we'll go. You got a passport? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, we'll go. 
My other question. I do have a passport. So they say you have financing for seven years on this thing, right? So (laughs) this bunch of those too. This bike, say you buy the full tilt, twenty three three thousand twenty three thousand three hundred dollars, like you said, right? Every penny's financing. Right, and so a comparable bike that's going to be a new bike. It's a a, a, a gas powered touring bike. Say ten grand for like a cheaper one, whatever, right? Right. Now, over the course of those seven years, yeah. Has anybody worked out like maintenance, valve adjustments, oil changes, yes. all that yes. gas purchase, yes. whatever? How does that equal up over the seven it, years? The zero wins. So I'm you're commuting. Ahead. I'm ahead on mine. You're saving money. Anytime you give a nerd a, a spreadsheet, and they are all there sharpening their pencil and going, "Well, I did notice that you you you, you put <laughs> air in your tire today. Right, right. right. That cost twenty five cents at the air machine. Right, right. You can know these fucking people are going to be." They're counting every oh, yeah. single yeah. penny. Oh, yeah. And they did. And, and, of course, they publish all that shit. And, yeah, it does come out that it is cheaper to run electric. So if you're yeah. a guy that buys a bike and keeps it, this is This is a real good way to do that. Yeah. I have one question. Yeah. What does the F stand for? Is it four cylinders? Is it fuel injected? Street Fighter. Oh. And fighter. there's a long history of bikes that are Fs being the sporty version thereof. Mm. So, yeah. It's a fighter. It's a fighter. No, it's, fighter. it's a fighter. It's a street fighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck you, Harley. You know, yeah. They were going to add the H after it. No, what that leads me to believe is that too. there's going to be... Look, man, if there's an F... Fast. If there's an F, true. there will be an R. FRS. FR or something, yeah. If there's... Yeah, because what that bike needs, what this bike wants more than anything, is a full fairing. Yep. Well, what about the lightning bikes that are coming out? Yeah. So that's another. That's another. And that's another one. Everyone loves to talk about how fast the lightnings are and everything else, and that's great because nothing moves faster than vapor. Right. You know. That's true. Well, right. here's nothing the moves, interesting. moves faster than a unicorn fart. But well, we yeah. can talk about that. But here's the interesting part. Yeah. There's all these electric bike companies that we're talking about now. Yeah. That's cool. We're having and I, a discussion. I hope. I hope we just burned up an hour and a half talking about electricity. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's no. an interesting place. And the reason is, if you haven't ridden it, you will ride it, and it will freak you the fuck out. And, and well, Porsche, thank you, Steve, because I have to add the uh no. to it, yeah. has an electric car that's yeah. going to destroy shit. Like, no. this is a real thing. Like, this is happening. Well, it's... Uh, yeah. uh, zero is tangible, though. Right. No, right. right. And the problem is that all these other places... I mean, like, Brahma was okay or, until it was taken over exactly. and destroyed. All and, taken and, over, destroyed. Yeah, right. So zero is a tangible thing. You could go into a dealership, look at a zero, you and for could any, ride a, a zero. Yeah. You could buy a zero, and you could use the zero in every day and every aspect of your life. And it makes sense. No, I, I mean it makes it makes sense as a and it's scalable. People have already discovered how scalable it is. Guys that bought them that are four and five and six years old right now are doing powertrain swaps. They're doing battery swaps. They're, it's proving that it's technology proof. It's proving that you can grow this thing with you, or as technology moves forward, they're committed to it. Yeah. So, Steve, then is the live wire intangible? Well, I right think now it's totally it is intangible. I waited in line to ride one, mm-hmm. and at thirty-one thousand, it's more than a lot of Harleys. I mean, it's the most. Yeah, What's the weight? Is. Is that What's the, most the weight of Harley? Do they I, even say it's oh, still I intangible? Know the weight of this, but I don't know I'll say the most <laughs> tangible. But I mean. Uh, a few years ago, when Victory had uh, their electric bike, that's the first electric bike I ever myself. rode. Yeah, the Impulse. Yeah, and the Impulse. I was so impressed by yep. that bike. Sure. But I was just, I was so much more impressed. I mean, as impressed I was yeah. by the Impulse. Right. When I rode Which a Zero, a right. the Zero was yeah. as much more oh, impressive yeah. right. than, like, from going from a gasoline-powered bike to the Impulse. Yep. 
but the Zero was that much more impressive than riding an Impulse. Oh, right? hell yeah. yeah. I mean, so, there's no, it's simplistic, it's uh, cheap to run, it's, oh. Oh, I was, no, the tool, there's a tool, there's a tool. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to squeeze myself in. Squeeze yourself in. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so, <laughs> it was a good point, though. It was a good point. You're saying that, like, it, like you've been riding motorcycle for a long time. You own, what did you say, 25 motorcycles or something? 22. 22, okay. Just this year. Who's counting? Right. Yeah. But but the thing is, is when but I like rode... the zero. The zero is the most fun to ride. I'll, I'll say right now, the zero is the most fun to ride. And for around town, it's the most practical to ride. But... Once the once the infrastructure is put together where you can charge your bike like this now this this is a game changer right here. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I think this two six kilowatt charger on board or two yeah. three kilowatt yeah. charger on board. Well, who is the is guy a that total was here? Game changer. Who is the guy that was here? It's Mr. Cross Country. Ben like, Rich. The guy, yeah. The ben guy. Rich. Ben he's gonna Rich. he's gonna lose his mind over. Well, this, this is all and it's all built and it's all here and it's all. He doesn't have go. to have shit hanging off his bike and all the stuff that he had. <laughs> that he had modified. Right, no, this, this is. I mean, this is giving you. This is all stuff that he had years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it was hanging off his bike. I had like <laughs> Back in my day, I was doing yeah. it with one kilowatt hour. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I had fourteen car batteries in a trailer behind me. <laughs> yeah. When I wanted hundred foot pounds of torque, that's how I did it. One torque at a time. God damn it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what one am I playing with? I'm playing with a. A, a literally, probably Stick. the nicest job of turning wire into radiator clamps and fuel line clamps <laughs> that I've ever seen. I mean, this is this is truly where Amish meets artisanal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is Amish NASA shit here. <laughs> <laughs> that thing will twist wire from anything. From Clearly. This is like Satan's cock ring modifier. This thing is, <laughs> what, uh, this is fucking brilliant. And can you get all of this in your urethra? <laughs> I'm impressed. Ooh, damn. Yeah. That is some serious... You do man. like those burlesque shows, don't you? <laughs> man. This, I mean, this is cool. This is Plus, you just sit here and play with it. How, it, how does that work? It feels I, like a piece of jewelry in your hand. I mean, do you have no like wire? A, I mean, we have I don't have any wire here. with me, no. But no I mean, Actually, it's called wire. 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 We got some wire. The name of the tool, some wire. Uh, the name of the tool is a clamp tight tool. My friend Mike is calling that a drawable. So this is called a clamp tight tool. Tool. He's calling it a draw bolt. Yeah, a draw bolt. It is a draw bolt. It's absolutely a draw bolt. Because that's what you biscuit. built. Yeah, it kind of looks yeah. like a dog biscuit. It's got two ends on it. spins up. And yeah. Oh, all yeah. right, all right. And it is, I mean, it's purely, that's where you're getting your mechanical force is on that that device. But what I think is super cool about it is the way that it can put so much even tension on these yeah. wires, man. Yeah. I mean, that really does make a clamp. That you could also use it for making like a zip tie. You break some plastic or something yeah. on the road. Well, and yeah, and what I think is neat is when you use a hose clamp, when you use a worm clamp, you have you do not get an even distribution of a force. So when you put a worm clamp on something, and here's another thing: when you put a clamp on a radiator that's made out of plastic, it'll destroy it. Yeah. Not necessarily, yeah. but when that expands, when it heats up. The clamp doesn't expand with it. That's right. And then when it cools off... Right, then it leaks. Yes. Absolutely. That's why most motorcycles, and cars for that matter, have a spring clamp spring on clamps. it. Yeah. So yeah. It well, there's every top. manufacturer in the world uses spring clamps or the compression clamps where it has an overlap where you are deforming the metal to make it hold tension. I thought Go it was because it was cheaper. Uh, it is too. Yeah, that too. Eric and I would like to say we think we can take you all. This <laughs> <laughs>
Good job, Eric. Cool. Like you took those two bottles of whiskey. Is this like a bouquet? If we if we fight you Marvel style one at a time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're all gonna each come at you one at a time. Everyone else will be doing karate moves in the background. You'll fight one adversary at a time. We'd really prefer that. Right. Exactly. We don't want you all ganging on us, dogpile style. Yeah. Right, G- ganging. <laughs> I think he might prefer the ganging, but uh. at some point it's gonna get rapey. So, <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? It's one thing to beat a man; it's another oh. thing entirely. <laughs> yeah, you can walk off a beating. <laughs> hey, let me take a picture of that for the podcast because that thing is really sexy. I mean, it is cool, man. I like everything about it. So where did you find this thing? I bought that at the AIM show a couple years ago. At the AIM show, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. um, that is the top and you know this dude. Line model. This know. is the top of line model, and you know he was selling this in Amsoil, in the same booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling Actually, the guy that invented it. I think they're from Florida. Yeah. The guy that invented it passed away, and it's like his son-in-law took over the business. took over the business. Can you explain how that works to make those because I, I don't. It won't translate well to to audio. audio, audio the, but I'll, I'll show you guys when it's. What's over the bottom of the line version look like? It's, well, it's, it's a pair of pliers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a drill bit. It's a drill bit in your electric drill, and you go. <laughs> <laughs> that one's all stainless steel. Yeah, like, except for the brass part. Yeah. Right. Well, I was thinking safety are, wire pliers. I mean, some of the others are mild steel. Well, and I do okay. use safety wire pliers a lot. That's my tool of choice, and I tr- I've really worked over the years to to get the double wrap. So to learn the double wrap technique with the safety wire pliers, you got to use the pliers, and it does. Tend to break the wire. So that's for like your double fencing plier. Yeah, it, but it's the, yeah, it's got the circle. It's got the puller yeah. on it, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah, using uh, safety wire pliers, you do break the wire about half the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it about every about depending until you get the hang of it, you'll break that wire a bunch. Uh, I don't have mine up here. I'm oh, a yeah. big tool kit. But yeah, the safety wire pliers. It's very fun because you get to pull the knob and then the pliers spin, and that's like check it out. And it's, like, look at, it's like a top when you're It a is kid. like a top. It's the opposite of a child's top, <laughs> mechanical top. But yeah, you do most of the time break the wires. You know, very rarely do I ever do a safety wire job that I end up <laughs> get not breaking it, you know. So, yeah, that's pretty rad. Well, I mean, the racing days aren't quite as much as they Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. that's that's also true. And I I do like that I mean, shit, did you do those? Yeah. Really, those look good, man. Those, those are my look, practice ones. Yeah, that looks like, this looks like the dude from The Walking Dead's hitting stick. It is. It is. <laughs> I still have a hard on. It's been gone for like fourteen days. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she got that checked out, man. He's got safety wire purple. Oh God, I can't get it off. It's safety wire. So what you're saying is the name of this is the Preapism 2000, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, if, if if your erection lasts more than four hours, you'll have to shoot her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. That's super. That's super neat. And again, it's a good. Uh, it's yeah, we can fix that. We stab, this we stab needles in it. What? Oh, yeah. What? Decrease the pressure. So you literally bleed it off. Eighteen uh, gauge needles. We just and you just draw the, blood out of it. Blood. Oh, man, I hope well, that everybody. This like, should be the segment yeah. of the podcast where we hear some of what Eric has to talk about. <laughs> oh my <laughs> shit! And when you every single person that's ever come in with priapism, 
right? Yeah. Every single one of them. It's, it's all a result of Viagra. Sickle cell uh, patients that sickle have fibrosis, yeah. and they get the sickle cell that blocks the outflow. And we put 18 gauge needles in there and oh extract it. Suck the blood out of your dick. So if you have a boner <laughs> lasting more than four hours, never go to the hospital. No, yeah, no never. Just, just just yeah. Well, you you go to the hospital because the boner hurts after a while. You You're not doing it right. Like, <laughs> like, hey man, like I'm, I'm not joking. Probably not getting yeah. the boner is not a good body. Probably after like nine or ten years, it starts to really. Really smart. Uh, <laughs> in hours. Yeah, but yeah. So, yeah. Not that a good boner. Sounds like quite a joke. So this looks like something that you could like put on a tree and it would grow right over. here. What's that? Yeah, disimpaction. Disimpaction. Digital disimpaction. Yeah, this is about yeah. motorcycles, not rectums. Nearly killed them. But yeah, I mean that is yeah the the, the what's in my butt. Podcast, yeah, yeah that's you're, exactly. you're gonna feel that's a little next prick. weekend. Yeah, uh, that's uh, next weekend. Yeah, we're gonna, what's the what's yeah, the worst thing? We had that one like years ago. The anal intruder. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we talked a lot about electric motorcycles. We did. And one of the things that Eric has just purchased is an RV. So I throw it out to you guys. Right. I have an RV, and yes. I kind of have my feelings. We obviously know that. Yeah. But what do you think would be the best motorcycle to put on the back of your RV? TW two hundred, Trailway two hundred. Oh, yeah. Trailway two hundred is T-dubs. Is up there in the wall? Over no, fat, yeah. fat tires. No, fat tires. It's a chubby tire, so it's a mm-hmm. it's a two hundred cc Yamaha with tires <clears throat> that are a little thicker than you want them to be on the street, but they go really good in the mud. So but like a lot of camping, a lot of camping is gravel or in, and woods and Eric shit. Eric was very keen on my CT seventy because he mm-hmm. liked well, it because it was small, skinny, fat. Yeah. I was also going to say if you could get a, a hold of one, a new Honda Monkey. The That's brand new two thousand nineteen Honda Monkey right. is basically the equivalent of like the trail. Kind of seventy, you know, right. like the small Honda that I would. I for a CT one ten, CT one ten. So right. that's like Bruce's. Bruce was that. You rode Bruce's CT ninety. Yeah, the one ten is even better. And you can I put like two victims monkey, on a CT one ten. Sounds like a the monkey's cute. A CT one ten, you could do fifty five. Right. There, there was a guy on a certain website that was talking about how he had like fifteen bikes, and it ranged from like an eighteen hundred CC something down to whatever. And he bought the Honda Monkey. He's one of the guys on the West Coast that got one early, whatever. And he has since sold 17 of his bikes. And he said, like, he hasn't enjoyed as much fun and as much freedom. As a monkey. And also as much utilitarian purpose to the bike as he had since the monkey. And he realized that he really didn't have time to ride these big bikes and do the things that he Mm -hmm. thought he was going to do with all this other shit. And so he was able to afford a complete add-on to his house by selling all the fucking motorcycles he wasn't using. And now he's enjoying motorcycling again, all because of a $4,000 fucking Honda Monkey. So when I was in uh, the dealership looking for my Super Cub, which is not coming for two months, he said that the monkeys are... Unavailable. Right. That they're that he's got a backlog. He said some dealership in the uh, the area wanted to buy six of them and yeah. give them away. Get but the he, fuck out! But of he here. can't right. even get one. Right. I mean, that's it's not available. So it's like no, a Harley. It's just, uh, but well, why, yeah, right. why can Honda not do this? No, they're know. producing them at and they're producing right. them at a fantastic rate. But the demand but they, is just the demand is so the demand is so great. There's no way they can get them. Hey, you ever hear a place called Clear Fork? Yo, Clear Fork. Montana? Clear That's Fork. Very familiar to Doesn't me. that sound familiar? Yeah. Oiho. Clear Fork Oiho. is a place where, up until today, 
we were about to have a Mods versus Rockers event. Okay. Oh, so what oh, happened the today? ATV park. The ATV park. Oh, yeah. So I'll tell you a story about Clear Fork. Okay, fire away. Yeah. I was in Columbus last weekend. <coughs> yeah. I come cross country on the way home. Yep. Come right up Route 95. Yep. Brother. New owner. Clear Fork. No, well, no ATVs allowed. No, it's not a new owner. Beer it's beer the same owner. The new, man, new management. Go ahead, but anyhow. All right. What happened is Clear Fork's neighbors. Oh, no. Said, fuck this. Is a lawyer. There was some of this going on when I was yeah. there. And what had happened. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And they so, were trying to rails the trails them the fuck out of there. And what had happened is they were saying that the runoff from their property, with the hundreds of acres that Clear Fork owns, was going onto the water runoff was going on to this guy's walking trails and molesting them. Yeah, that's bullshit. They're yeah. trying to fucking abscond. Yeah. They're trying to take Clear Fork's property and turn it into walking trails and turn it into a rock, uh, uh, right-of-way. I'm not in a position to talk. It's okay. They're handling <laughs> Well, what they've done is they got you know trampled by turtles and all these fucking folk fans and shit. They're doing music festivals there now to try and get some income. But the long and short of it really is that essentially... They've had to cancel the BMW women, the women BMW riders, which were scheduled to have an event there, and a lot of other stuff like us that scheduled an event there because this uh, fucking fart knocker, uh, you know, pole smoker of the highest order, I'm sure, is a lawyer and says we. And when I spoke to the woman from there today, the vibe I got was that he didn't like the sound of the motorcycles. But since they were operating within the ordinances of time, like you're not allowed to ride the motorbikes after a certain hour, you couldn't go after them on the noise complaint, so he had to go after them on the EPA tip based on they're fucking with my waterway or they're fucking with my trail remotely. So when I was there, yeah. they had these cars that would park. Uh-huh. Now, Sorry. you're parking in the Clear Fork parking lot. Yeah, yeah, the old ski center. You're getting lot. out of your car. Right. And you're going and you're walking their property, right? And hmm. you're you're claiming that it's a walking trail, yeah. and that it's a right of way. It's not, and that dirt of bikes can't bother right. me while I'm walking. And how walking. is it? Right. It was it was ridiculous. Well, how is it a right of way when it's my X hundred acres? Exactly. So if it's my X hundred acres, it's my X hundred acres. And if I want to do anything there that doesn't involve hurting people or breaking the actual law. Saying that the result of me using a tractor on my property or using a, a it quad was legitimately on my property, these people trying to beat down the fact that yeah. people are riding their dirt bikes exactly. out here. Yeah, no, they're like fuck you. Right, have, uh, this so, should be a right of way so we can get to this for we can now, walk from this. I don't own Clear Fork property, but if I was ever in a position that maybe my neighbor who was an mm. attorney or whatever that was trying to dis deprive me of the fair use of my property through the court systems and he was complaining about water ingress or mud ingress or whatever i can't even read that at all so uh i'm not going there raven was well we'll talk about that later okay uh yes let's hang out the table that for a second but the long and short of it is if it's my property i want to ride motorbikes on it and you're going to tell me i can't ride motorbikes on my own property yeah go fuck your head yeah right and that's step one and step two is you're going to discover that I've just developed a fucking strong interest in high-powered, high-caliber rifles. Because I'm pretty sure that out there where they are, shooting in your backyard's legal. Oh, yeah. it's in right. a Basically what they're claiming so. is a right-of-way through their property. Well, 
So they have 175 a, acres. Right. And they're saying this little right-of-way has to go through their property, and which is, oh, coincidentally, wherever... A walking it, trail? Well, their walking trail happens to be the same trail that all the bikes take right. to get up the fucking mountain. Right. It was a ski resort. It's a ski resort, exactly. It was never a fucking right-of-way. It was right. never any of that. And that has always been on private property. But it's again... It's always been private property. I will not shoot on the right-of-way, but I will shoot right next over to the right-of-way. And... Through the right of way, and at no point will my bullets ever land on the right of way. And you're welcome to use that right of way as much as you like yeah. while I'm shooting. I will run over motherfuckers. And if your real complaint, if your real complaint was that the noise of the dirt bikes was bothering you, these seven six two should not upset you one bit. You know, at weird hours, you know, and random. It fuck. might be to their uh, advantage to turn it into a shooting range. Well, I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You got a whole ski slope for a backstop. The whole ski slope for that shop. I mean, we can shoot skeet and have all kinds of cool shit. And Are we officially declaring that the Mods versus Rockers Overland, let's say, is in the lurch? It's First of all, the venue will be changed. Regardless of anything else, the venue will be changed. There's you other can, venues. There are many other You venues. can accept the fact the venue will be changed. Mm -hmm. It will not be a clear fork. And that's all I'm saying at this point. Right. The rumors of the death of the event have been greatly exaggerated. 10 for yeah. good buddy. That's all it is. <laughs> We're going to find out another place to do it. Right as of right now, we're going to look for another spot. But that is so if sad. That you, is so sad. If you are within the sound of my voice, <laughs> and 60 and, miles of Cleveland. And the internet. And you have X amount of property you wouldn't mind 50 people on motorcycles showing up on. I got three right now. You can make friends. Yep. Okay? Yep. You can make friends. We got this. So I, I don't want your three no, no, no. to compromise no. these people's calling it in. Yes. Because oh, no. your, no. your three are as only good as their three, yeah, or right. five, no. or ten. So let's not count any chickens until they're firmly hatched. Nick, have a good night. See you guys later. Ciao. Nick, the, uh, that's good, that's it as far as, yeah. as we're concerned with that. So, yeah. Location, venue, changed. Podcast listeners, you know something in the 60 miles of Cleveland. Contact that's us and let us know. Because we would love to come and meet you. Come at your to your property. house. Yeah. Yeah. You could have all of this in your own backyard. Yeah. You could have, you could be on a podcast. I got the yard. It could be unbridled, though. It could be unbridled. It could be. What do you call that uh, mode? Gone wild. What do you know? What, what do you call the mode with the. Uh, when you, uh, beast mode? Oh, beast mode. Yeah. Beast mode. Yeah. All right. No, ludicrous mode. Ludicrous. Ludicrous mode. That's what I was looking for. All right. On that, remember to please. Wait, wait. wait. Does anybody have any jokes? Oh, God. Oh, no, 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 Chris, no, no, no. All right. Go ahead, Chris. Come so, on, Dr. Smith. <laughs> so I'm sitting at a bar, and these two <laughs> these two that. rather large ladies walk in with really cool accents. And I said, are you ladies from Scotland? The one looks over at me and says, no, you idiot. It's Wales. And I said, are you Wales from Scotland? <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> Remember, folks, ride fast and take chances. <laughs> <laughs> Wales from Scotland. <laughs>